Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Hey, everybody. We are back to discuss the resurrection of one of the greatest film franchises of all time. Okay. okay. <laughs> Put a pregnant pause in there for no reason. And uh, everyone's talking about it. You're probably talking about it. Uh, everyone knows wants to know what it is that everyone's talking about. Uh, what is it, Justin? What it? What is it? What the is question that? isn't what is the Matrix, but when is the Matrix? When is the Matrix? Holy shit! Twenty years later, we had the wrong W. Um, just like Twin Peaks season three, what year is it? Um, everyone's like, when Matrix is it? That didn't really work. Uh, okay, so we're talking about the Matrix four. Uh, is it is it considered the fourth one? Is it like one of those? Yeah. Is it is it okay? M four. Okay. I mean, they yeah. never had numbers, so and it, it has the same like title convent. You know, the other two were like revolutions and. Re- reloaded, I guess. So anyway, yeah. it's got that like structure. So I, I think it counts as the fourth one. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm cur- Yeah, I'm sure it's it's got the four, but I was curious. Sometimes you know they they do weird things that like that. Um. So yeah, I guess let's start with like. The Matrix itself, the original, the original three movies. We'll start with the first one, right? Yeah, uh, I don't think we've ever talked just... about the Matrix uh, specifically. Yeah. So yeah, we should Which talk is... about that a bit. We've talked about everything else. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, the fact that we haven't done a podcast on the Matrix is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's not a lot to talk about. Um, guess not. But, uh, yeah, take that Matrix. No. Uh, you know, Justin and I go way back. Um, we actually saw the original Matrix in the theater together. Yep. Uh, we were. We actually saw the trailer for the movie. Oh the yeah, yeah, trailer. yeah. I wish I remember the movie where we saw the trailer, but anyway. Oh man, yeah. I don't remember the movie where we saw the trailer. It wasn't forgettable. I mean, it wasn't memorable. Uh, because the trailer was one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my entire life. I was instantly hooked. I immediately oh, yeah, yeah. The hype was real. Yeah. It was insane. And uh, most of you may remember, if you're if you're old enough, that one of the most interesting things about the marketing of The Matrix was it was marketed around the, the question, the central mystery of the film, what is The Matrix, was the big marketing angle. So when people went in to watch the movie, they didn't actually know what the reveal was about what The Matrix actually is. Right. Uh, of course, no one can tell you what the Matrix is. Although Morpheus right. spends spends literally forty five minutes of the movie in different ways telling him what the Matrix is, but no one can do it. Um, and uh, and so one of the things that makes the movie so good is you started out on this really powerful mystery that the movie was going to answer this question that you didn't even you didn't even know what how it would relate to what do you you know the the cool stuff about the trailer. You didn't understand how that, you know, how the answer to the Matrix is going to make any of that make sense, right? Um, or, or give it the right context to understand it. Um, so, yeah, the movie was phenomenal, blew me away. One of my favorite films of all time. I think one of the things about the first movie 
is that it manages to in some ways be this like um the apotheosis of cinema <laughs> like or i should say not cinema but like pop culture filmmaking um to me there's this way where the first matrix like is like this culmination of like you know uh a century of filmmaking and, and pop culture like all rolled into one um where it was it captured the zeitgeist at the time you know this idea that we were leaving the analog world uh going into the digital world of the dot-com era uh you know this whole new I the idea of what is your identity going to be in these new spaces um and control and the government and how that all works to stop technology and 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 uh and, and your voice and all that stuff and i just thought like the movie you know, and then uh, obviously all the philosophy stuff that's jam-packed with um it, it just has so much going on and then the martial arts stuff and then you know the um you know the like cutting edge of cinematic filmmaking at the time and all that stuff like the matrix is an insane achievement you know uh and so and and i'm a big fan of the second and third one i rewatched all three of them before i saw the fourth one um so yeah i'm coming at the you know at, at, at judging the fourth movie as a really big fan of the originals uh you know not like a like i, I don't think they're perfect there's a lot of places that there could be improvement uh, but yeah, big, big fan of the original stuff. Um, so yeah, Justin, tell, tell us about your, uh, take on the, the, the original stuff. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of things I want to, one thing I want to say specifically, uh, since it's kind of a side note is I specifically <laughs> remember that you fell asleep during the scene where it's, uh, it's Cypher yep. played by Joe Pantoliano and he's like with Agent Smith in this restaurant. And, you know, something that struck me about that scene this time is like the way they just cut into it with no yep. context. Yep. Like, like there's, there's a vague hint of a setup earlier, you know, in the conversation that he has with Neo, but, um, you know, I, I started wondering about the practicalities, like, you know, because they show like um, when when they're in the Matrix, like there'll be other people there, like on the ship, watching what they're doing and like commenting yeah. on it. You know, and I'm like, wait, he's jacked in through the ship, right? Like, if someone walked in, yeah, like they could that's just why, see what he was doing, right? Yeah, that's why he, you know, uh, was doing it late at night when everyone was sleeping. Yeah, and Neo Neo startles him, but yeah, he's basically trying to uh load up uh i think a, a connection to the matrix so he can go meet meet, meet the agents right uh, right but yeah if somebody yeah exactly yeah he was taking a risk for sure if somebody woke up and looked at the feed and could see where he was in it um then they'd be able to see that he was meeting with agents you know? yeah i'm just surprised like they cut into it no context and yeah. they don't even cut out of it with context it's like like, I guess in a normal version of that story, I would expect that we would cut to him. We would see him, like, look around, sneak around, make sure no one's there, go to the, th you know what I mean? Like, I, and, um, yeah, because I think there's a little bit of pothole because there's no, uh, how, do, how do you jack yourself in, right? Um, you know, <laughs> your, your, pocket, 
you're unconscious when the jack goes in and out. So <laughs> I think I think that's why they're cutting around that. Also, who's the operator? You know, yeah, to, to call the thing. So he, you know, if you're being generous, he, he'd have to set up some automated systems to make this thing work. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think that's why they're cutting around it that way. Yeah, that's a good point. Besides, guess, yeah. like they don't need to spend the, you know time right how how he's getting away with it yeah i mean i wouldn't expect much you know it's just interesting to me that there's like none of it and you just get into that scene and then you're out and it's like oh he's a traitor like okay and and you know then that's over anyway that was just a specific memory because it yeah every time i see it i think about that i every time i see yeah i I always i did fall asleep the first time i saw the original matrix uh, right, it wasn't for very long. It was on the the, the part I considered the boring part, which was all the talking yeah. after Neo gets rescued and uh, yeah. a little bit of that early part. Uh, I remember waking up on the part where Mouse is talking about why chicken tastes like everything. Oh right, and and right. speaking of tricks, I always feel like, and maybe it's just the way my my brain works with language, but I feel like I, I'm always bothered by the dialogue in that scene. Because I, I think the words aren't quite right. It's right for the for how they want to make the point, but it's not quite right with like what they're referencing. The idea that like chicken, like everything tastes like chicken, you know, because yeah. so like that's the running joke of like, oh, if you you know someone will eat fried alligator, oh, this tastes like yeah. chicken, or someone right. will eat ostrich, oh, this tastes like chicken, right? So the 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 concept that we know is that a lot of other things taste like chicken. Mm-hmm. But the point that Mouse makes, the way they write it, is that chicken tastes like a bunch of other stuff. And I, it's a small difference. Oh. It's a small difference because he, he, they make the point that, well, you know, uh, I used to love Tasty Wheat as a kid, the cereal. But, like, how do the machines know what Tasty Wheat tasted like versus, like, what I think it tasted like? How, you know, and then it gets in the concept of them programming taste, having no sense of human taste, right? And mm-hmm. so it goes, well, maybe that's why... Every they didn't know what to make chicken taste like, so they made everything taste like chicken. Uh, no, that's what he says. They didn't know what to make chicken taste like, so that's why chicken tastes like so many things. Right. But that's not what chicken tastes like. Chicken doesn't taste like a lot of things. A lot of things taste like chicken. It's like slightly right. different. And yeah. uh, and I wish they would have said the machines didn't. The machines were running out of, you know, but you'd have to do some editing passes on the making this uh, a succinct sentence. But like the idea of like <laughs> they 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 didn't know what to make. There's a bunch of foods that they had to program taste for, right? It's all these anything you can eat has a taste, right? Basically, so they had to program all these foods, and they didn't know what it was a big problem. And they don't have taste buds; they don't know what to make all this stuff taste like. So I I kind of wanted them to make it where the point was. The machines cut corners and said, hey, listen, we already programmed chicken, right? We'll just use the chicken program for alligator and ostrich and everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's why these things taste like chicken, because they figured out what chicken, what they're going to make chicken taste like. And they just like copied it for everything else. But like, I don't know, the way the, way the dialogue goes, it's different. It's a slightly different point. Or well, it's sort of the same point, but they get there a different way. Uh, yeah. I just wish they got there my way. So uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that was a... Very pedantic uh, explanation of. So anyway, I, I always remember waking up in the movie on that part. Uh, okay. And, yeah. Because uh, that really stuck out to me that they were making a point about this. You know, I don't, what do you even call that, right? What, I mean, that's some sort of like 
cultural running gag. I don't know what that is. Um, uh, is there a word for that? It's just some sort of cultural aspect that we sort of generally think about chicken tasting like things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some kind of, yeah, general cultural <laughs> knowledge or idea or something. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody don't out there know knows what, what that's called. Yeah, um, there's got to be a word for that. I mean, I yeah. see it as in the same category as like, oh, a deja vu is a glitch in the matrix, you know, yes. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like a way of, a way of like contextualizing like a thing you're familiar yeah. with uh and putting it in the context of like here's here's a way to interpret it as a thing from the matrix yeah you know um yeah. uh yeah actually uh the deja vu thing doesn't work for me uh if we're bringing that up like i i'm i like i don't know maybe maybe i'm the only person who's like this i i can't speak for everyone's deja vu my deja vu isn't a thing happens and then five seconds later the same thing happens like that's that's not that's not that's not deja vu at least not what i'm used to the yeah. deja vu for me is like didn't this happen like a while ago a week ago a month ago and you're not really sure when you know like if i literally just saw a cat like mm-hmm. i wouldn't call that a deja vu but anyway, yeah. whatever. That's a yeah. minor point. I, I it's it's this weird thing where it's uh yeah, it's it's very narrow in time, and because it's so narrow in time, it isn't quite what our experience of it is. It is hard to convey that though. So I I get like why they filmed it that way because like the way it actually feels like would be trickier to come across. I thought, in a clear I thought way. the I thought the new movie. Um, it, not that I really ever had a problem with the deja vu thing, because I kind of understood it the way they depicted it uh, in the first movie uh, with the black cat, but the way they showed it in uh, the new movie made it even clearer what it looks like when something gets changed in the Matrix and why like a, sep- a second version would show up a second or two later kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was a lot clearer the way they showed it this time. I'm like, oh, okay, I see why it would why that would happen mm-hmm. um, yeah but uh, but i get your point that what we normally experience as deja vu isn't uh occurring in such a quick time period yeah because like you wouldn't be likely to forget i don't know like that you wouldn't have that you would remember that you just saw that thing i don't know and then it's not deja, it's, it's not it's deja like vu a, if you remember when you saw it <laughs> Well, it's deja vu. Experiencing the same thing twice is deja vu, is what they're saying. But we know it as having this time element as well, Mm -hmm. where it's not. Yeah. I mean, if you take the literal meaning, it just means you've seen it before. But like, yeah, Yeah. anyway, whatever. It's it's a minor point. It's just because you brought up the chicken thing. Yeah, uh, that, no, that we was... most probably brought up the most minor points. That's my nitpick about that thing. Anyway um yeah so like my feelings about the matrix are like a little bit i don't know um all over the place um i mean its impact on pop pop culture is undeniable um i think you know the filming techniques i mean especially i mean just for me at least there's actually a lot of stuff they do that's pretty uh cool but um for me my favorite thing that they did in the original matrix was the um uh the the what do you call it the like rotating camera effect like the freeze 
Does that count as bullet time? See, I'm confused about that. Because I feel like it's not the same thing as when he's like dodging the bullets and he's like leaning over. The the specific shot bullet I have time is bullet time is when the camera when the camera is going super duper high frame rate and the action on screen is very, very slow. That's what bullet time is. Okay, so yeah, it's not that actually. It's uh it's uh the best example of it in the movie is like right at the beginning. Um the scene with Trinity uh mm-hmm. when she she jumps up in the air and yeah. then the camera rotates she's frozen there's no movement yeah. at all she's that's, frozen that's and the camera time. rotates okay time. okay see i i don't think of that as bullet time but anyway bullet time has bullet time has nothing to do with bullets and, and bullets on screen yeah bullet yeah, time yeah 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 but but i think of bullet time as involving movement of the characters not only movement of the camera uh, which actually, it's not the camera moving. It's no. they achieve it by having a bunch of cameras shoot the same thing, and then they just cut between them, and it gives us illusion yeah. of movement. Bullet time just means bullet time is just slow motion. Anytime, anytime it's like, well, th- there's the slow motion aspect, and then the the extra technique that they added, of course, was like you're saying, the camera system where the camera could move yeah. through shots. There's a name for that thing that I don't remember, but um, but I think that effect in particular is super cool. Um, yes. Like to start off the movie with that, like she jumps up in the air and then it goes, yeah. whoosh, and it's like, oh my God, this is like, you know, this is like something I've never seen before. Like this is not standard yeah. stuff um, that you see in an action movie, you know? So this is, okay, so this is calling bullet time. I'm reading something both slowing down and the camera movement. Okay. So so, uh, okay. so it's a technique of doing both things, not just slowing it down. Okay, okay, okay. fair enough. I mean, it makes sense because they just want to talk about all the specific yeah. techniques. I agree. That, that the opening of the movie, I, I think the movie in general is, is, is almost perfect. I mean, like, you know, for what it's trying to do, uh, y- yeah. I don't want to, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah, that opening is so good. And then especially when we get to Trinity, uh, as she, the, the, I mean, you immediately, you're like, I don't know what I'm watching anymore because I've never seen a camera do this. And, uh, and then, and then the whole setup of like, Lieutenant, your men are already dead, you know, and you're just <laughs> yeah, like, what, yeah. are you, what are you, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, the whole opening of Trinity's thing, she sets up the movie. Yeah. So well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a great opening sequence. And there's a lot of stuff there that if you're paying attention or you know where the story's going, like establishes some, you know, yep. conventions that will come into play later. It's it's very packed. I mean, in general, the movies like that. It's like when you know what to look for, like there's a lot of um clues mm-hmm. in there. Anyway, um, uh, you know, my my original experience of seeing it for the first time was thinking like, oh man, this, you know, I mean, this is the best, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> like I was a huge, mm-hmm. very taken by it. And so, you know, I saw it in the theaters probably like five or six times, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had this thing happen where like the more I saw it, the more yeah. I sort of got tired of it or saw things in it that I didn't think were that great. And at a certain point I was just like, I don't know. And, you know, I mean, I think if any of you have, have listened to the, um, uh, the Marvel, um, podcast, like, you know, like, 
like I definitely have this thing with action where like it can kind of make my brain turn off or go numb or or what like I get this thing where like almost disengage when the action scene starts and I'm just waiting because I actually enjoy the other mm-hmm. scenes. Now the first one is kind of an exception because like I said, that I mean that Trinity scene at the beginning is great. And I, I do I'm not immune to enjoying an action sequence when it's good. I just find a lot of times it's mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just like people jumping around and punching and and jumping and 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 shooting and you know and like glass breaking and walls breaking and <laughs> I don't know, you know, like it just all feels very um you know it was it was the it was it was a problem I had with uh, the pilot of loss, you know, like uh, when I originally saw it, like it just felt too like pumped up action stuff. And like that's so anyway, like I, I realized that like that actually was, you know, even though there are interesting ideas in the movie, like it's primary mode and not, there's nothing wrong with this for the record. It's not like it's not really a judgment. It's just like a personal taste. Like, like it's just not. You know, I like horror. Horror's got tropes. Some people probably think those are stupid, and I, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. You know, but I like them, so I put up with them, and they work for me. You know, but it's just, yeah, some of those action tropes, like it just, it got tiresome, and I, I started like disconnecting from it and thinking, like, oh, maybe it's not that great. I don't know, because it, it's definitely very heavily action oriented, and so. Uh, you know, uh, as I've gone back to it, like I appreciate it more, I think, than I did when I got like disillusioned with it for a period. Um, I will say that, like, I think to this day, like, and actually, we'll get to that with the new one as well. Like, my favorite part of the movie overall is the first part of the movie, where before you get into all the business with the matrix and what it is and what they've got to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I just think there's so much cool stuff from that beginning. I like the mystery setup, you know, the stuff comes on the screen and there's all the stuff before he takes the, before he takes the red pill, before he takes the red pill. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like the Mm -hmm. call and like, I love, I love like, he's like, okay, you got to go out on the ledge and that's the only way to escape. And he goes out there and he looks and he's like, nah, I can't do it. And the agents take him. And I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't expect, like, that's interesting. Like scenes don't usually end like that in action movies. But the reason that that works, besides being surprising in some sense, but it has to happen because that's basically his refusal of the call, you know, for his hero's journey. Like, he can't be ready to walk out on the ledge. It would make right. any sense for where he's coming from. And then, yeah, when he gets captured by the big bad guys, and you're like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, why would he get a call? Who's going to help him out of this situation if it didn't help him out of the situation? Right. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, they take him to the interrogation room, and there's this thing where they make his mouth close you know like shut mm-hmm. they, like he, his mouth disappears basically and and they insert this like bug thing it's like a like a cronenberg scene almost like they, they insert this bug thing in his belly button that's like gonna yeah. track him track or something him. and it's really stuff that is kind of like absent from the rest of the series like i feel like the the way the matrix becomes like it's it's really never like that again and i i really well, because do because that's 
Sorry. <laughs> I, I really do like appreciate that version of the matrix. Like I find it yeah. to be the most compelling, like, and interesting like version of it. And yeah, it just, I don't know. And these like these hackers and, and, and they're like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a secret thing and you got to find out. I don't know. Like to me, like that really reels me in like more than mm -hmm. the later stuff. As far as the later stuff, I think probably the, the things about it that I like the most, like Lawrence Fishburne is like really good. <laughs> I mean, yep. All the actors are good for the record. I mean, I think even Keanu Reeves, like, I got to give him some credit. I think, like, he, it's, he's really easy to make fun of because he has this persona, but, like, I do think he has, like, he has he's, a certain way of yeah. being that I, I think is pretty perfect for the part that he's playing. I and think he nails uh, it. Yeah. I definitely no appreciated it more this time. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, in the new movie, even it's emphasized this, like, Lawrence Fishburne has this, like, theatrical quality uh that you know brings this like almost gothic drama or something to uh those scenes yeah uh which i yeah, think yeah. is great um and uh and i also like hugo weaving uh, as agent smith mm -hmm. like his scenes uh later on the monologue like they call basically all the stuff they called back because it was so good. Yep. Anyway, um, that stuff uh, is all like really good and really interesting. And, you know, Agent Smith in general, like, I think you can see, you know, why they, he's almost like the Ben of, you know, the Matrix, or it's like, in a way, like he could have just been a functional character, but he ends up becoming this like, yeah. central thing, um, you know, uh, and it feels like it's, it's propelled by how well the parts played so yeah so i really enjoyed that part of it um i think yeah i think those were those are the things i i liked the most about it um like watching it again um that i think maybe um i didn't fully appreciate the first time you know because i was so focused on the oh yeah there's one more thing i wanted to mention um you know, there's a lot of exposition, as you mentioned, like, I mean, I, I think you've pointed it out many times and I, I do laugh every time I hear Morpheus say, no one can explain, <laughs> no one can tell you what the matrix is. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's exactly what happens. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had this thought just because, you know, we, uh, we talked about Tenet and, you know, I think we talked about Christopher Nolan some and that, and like, you know, his, especially his latter day movies, like, have a lot of like long scenes of exposition of like one character explaining to another character, like, here's how this yeah. thing works and here's how that thing works. And this does this and that does that. And, you know, and like, um, I often find that in those Christopher Nolan movies, the, the newer ones, at least like the, those scenes can be kind of tedious, like, especially if you rewatch, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, God, I got to sit through this again. I think uh, I have to give The Matrix some credit for making those long exposition scenes still pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. I, it's a combination of things that makes it work. Um, but even though I know what they're going to say, uh, I, I do think those mm -hmm. scenes are, are done pretty well. So I, I feel like I have to give them credit for that because I feel like those scenes could be really tedious on a rewatch if they were done differently. Yeah. I think there's some magic in exposition scenes where there's characters who, in terms of like what you're saying about when you're rewatching it and how 
how it doesn't lose anything. It doesn't become too tedious. I think there's something when it's when the character themselves are really discovering something that that that's integral that the exposition is integral for um, versus a scene where there's just exposition because the character needs to know some information. You know, so Neo, all the exposition about Neo being told what the Matrix is and, and all that kind of stuff is like, we as the audience are want to know that information, right? And Neo need, wants to know that information. So we're, we're watching through his eyes as well. Uh, and I think it works a lot better than like in Tenet when like, for instance, you know, one of the, 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 the Michael Caine scene, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where they're just sitting at dinner talking exposition <laughs> to each other. Where right. it's like, Neither, you know, neither character needs to go through that exposition on for their journey, you know. So, so I, I don't yeah. know. I'm just pontificating here about why it works better. But I agree. I think a lot of the exposition stuff um, still works. It, it's just, you know, also the thing I want to say real, uh, on the top of this is just like I'm a huge, 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 huge Wachowski's fan. Like uh their work and you know what lana's done recently with since eight and and some of the other stuff like i i'm i'm their target audience like i just really am um like i love their their voice i love their filmmaking style uh i love their action style i love when they get dark and weird and twisted uh they just go all over the place like if you haven't seen like one of the things watching Matrix 4 was weird because if you've seen Sense 8, you've almost seen The Matrix 4. Because one of the interesting things, one of the things that struck me is like, it came off like, it felt like, well, I watched it at home uh, on my TV, basically. I put it on my projector, but I didn't watch it in the theater. But something with the budget and the styling of this movie made it feel like a TV show to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also the fact that it's, it's almost starting an episodic adventure of Neo and Trinity. Uh, also makes it feel like, you know, a two and a half hour pilot uh, for a TV show where they're just going to go remake the Matrix and every week, you know, there's some in-world story about characters in this new Matrix world. Um, but I, I, yeah, the only thing that I've seen the Wachowskis do that I have not been either a medium fan of or very high fan of uh was jupiter ascending and uh and now jupiter ascending that and the thing about their chassis too is they're so incredibly creative and inventive like cloud atlas like whatever you have to say about that that movie it's an it's a fucking inventive story like it's insane how much is going on in that story and to be able to tell a story like that you just have to be operating at a very high level uh same with um Obviously, the Matrix. I mean, you know, making one of the most seminal sci-fi films of all time, right? Just like, and then, and then, you know, just I, I there's to me, you know, I, I love to find a good writer director. You know, we always we talk about Christopher Nolan and we talk about um, David Lynch, you know, and these auteurs and people have these really strong voices who are attracted to and stuff like that. Uh, and I just think there's very few people like Lana Wachowski and 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 her sister like who can do the stuff that they do on that high level. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't always land, but, um, but yeah, I wanted to set that up to, because like so much of what I, my 
So I saw the Matrix 4 twice, which does not count as the Matrix 8. That's not how math works. Um, and uh, you know about math. I do. You know it doesn't work that way. No. And, um, and the first time I saw it, I had one reaction. The second time I saw it, I had a different reaction. But, uh, but um, uh, I don't know why I'm leaving my reaction is a mystery. But uh, <laughs> Well, I wanted to say a few more things uh, about the old movies before we moved into that. Um, uh, so um, I watched it in the theater and I only saw it once. So forgive me if I'm not on the same level. You might have to help me out with some things that happened. Sure. Um, and like... I'm just going to go ahead and be honest, like uh, 90% of what the Merovingian said, I didn't understand. So anyway, <laughs> he was just in, like shouting stuff. New, and I'm like, oh, I heard some French yeah. words in there. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I looked up the transcript and I'm like, oh, that's what you're saying. Interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, anyway, um, I probably didn't catch all the details. Uh, there's a fair amount. Um, so yeah, you can uh, help me along with that. Anyway, um, uh, so I just wanted to say, um, I guess one more thing I wanted to say about the original movie is like, I think um, maybe maybe I wanna say this because, um, uh, maybe I want to say this because, you know, the new movie focuses so hard on Neo and Trinity per se. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a scene at the end of the first movie where, um, okay, no, 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 I got to back up more. So Neo goes to see the Oracle, right? Yep. And the Oracle says, you're not the one, kids. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was a, <laughs> a gangster oracle. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. You bother me, see? You don't have what it takes to be the one. I do really enjoy the oracle, I have to say, but um, uh, uh, it's, it's an interesting scene, right? It's like, it's not really what you're expecting, but I guess that's part of the point. And, you know, later on, like, uh, Morpheus says, like, she just told you what you needed to hear, you know, or something yeah. along those lines, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, there's this thing where, like, Trinity went to see the Oracle, right? And that, like, there's, like, multiple lines, like, what did the Oracle tell you? What did the Oracle tell you, right? And you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Long time, right? Yeah. So then you get to the end, and, you know, she's like, the oracle the oracle said that i would fall in love with the one and so you have to be the one because i love you right that's what she's like it's this whole romantic scene right and i'm Mm -hmm. thinking yeah the oracle said he wasn't the one and and then morpheus said she just told you what you needed to hear it's like what if she just thought you needed to hear that like it doesn't necessarily mean it's true I don't know you know like it's just weird it's weird to like hinge such a big thing on this on this character who's known to be manipulative and to tell like lies basically if those are the things that are going to serve the ultimate end goals like how do you know what she told you is true but what she told Neo is false like you know anyway that was just Mm -hmm. 
That was just my reaction. I see because it's just like, well, the Oracle said it, so it has to be true. And of course, in the story, he is the one. So fine. Well, it's not like I don't believe it. But I think the truth, but the truth is coming from the fact that she does love him. So I guess in order for the Oracle to be lying. So the Oracle basically said, you will fall in love with the one. Yeah. Okay. So that means that in Trinity, if Trinity's in love with somebody, then that person's the one. And Trinity is in love with somebody. Yeah. So that person should be the one. Right. Now, the Oracle could be lying and basically Trinity could fall in love with somebody who's not the one. Right. And said, thinking that that's the one is what she needed to hear. Just like with me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, why not? I mean, I don't think that's true, but like, why not? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just, it just bothered me a well, little she, bit. I think sometimes the Oracle, but the Oracle, so the Oracle does actually, you know, can actually see the future or whatever uh, mm -hmm. to some degree. Oh, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I think she's not always telling people what they need to hear, but... Or, or I should say, she's telling people what need to hear. Sometimes it's a lie, and sometimes it's not. right, right, right. Well, that's that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like, yep. like, uh, it, it's like I believe it, but it's just weird to have like our our only well, meeting the with the Oracle on screen. She's like, it's almost Damon Lindelof in a way. Like our only meeting with Oracle on the screen, she tells a lie in order to get you mm -hmm. know because that's what Neo needs to hear. But like. Mm -hmm. Then, then we're supposed to believe that. Well, no, but the thing she told Trinity off screen was true. You know, like I don't know. It's just strange. But like, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I generally agree. Like, yeah, the orc. I mean, you know, she has. Yeah. She's a program. Like, she's part she of the was, system. She was right about Morpheus. You know, she told Morpheus he'd find the one. He found the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same with yeah. Niobe and all that in the second one. Yeah. It's just, you know, like there's a different version of the Matrix where like the Oracle's playing a long con on all of them, you know? And like, well, I just told you all what you one. needed to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's what they talk about in the second one. See, like, I, yeah, I was wondering about that because I don't actually remember what is even what even happens yeah. with the Oracle. Uh, yeah, when Neo, when Neo finds the Oracle in the second one uh, and realizes she's a program, he's like, well, the obvious question is how can I trust you? You know, you could be a part of the system and just, you know, telling me what I want to hear for your own, you know, to, yeah. for the for the control of the matrix. And he goes, yep, you're right. <laughs> That's it. You got it, buddy. You don't know if you can trust me or not. You have the choice to make. And guess what? It doesn't matter because you've already made the choice. You've come here. not to. That's what the thing with, where the matrix gets heady, where it's like five ideas on top of each other. And it's just like. Not only do you not know if you can trust me, but that's not even the point. The point is you have a choice of whether you can trust me or not, but that's not actually the point because choice is an illusion. <laughs> You've already made the choice. What's really the point is you came here to understand why you made that choice. And, you're, right. and then you're just like on the fourth level of like inception here. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so as for the uh, second and the third movies, I, I, so I rewatched the original, like, I don't know, like 12 years ago, and I rewatched it this time, and both times I didn't have it in me to actually watch the second and the third one. Gotcha. Um, 
Because, like, when I originally saw them, I found them very disappointing on a number of levels. There are some things I like about them for for the record, or at least liked yeah. about them when I saw them originally, to be fair. Um, I, uh, I was really intrigued, actually, by some of the stuff that happens in the second one, like the mm-hmm. stuff with the architects and the stuff with mm-hmm. um, like Neo having powers outside the matrix and the yep. stuff with um, uh, agent Smith um, yep. coming into, into the, the real world. world, you know, but none of that really that goes thing. anywhere. So I don't know. I, by the end of the third one, I was left kind of feeling a bit hollow about it all. And, and, I haven't been able to actually, uh, so I don't know. I, if I watch them again, I, you know, I might feel differently or at least notice different things or something. I mean, that, that tends to happen. So. Yeah. Give um, me a shot. It's been decades. I, I really yeah. like the second and third one. Uh, I, there's some tedious parts in both, but for the most part, I, I really do enjoy the second and third one. Uh, the second one has probably my favorite fight scenes, you know, but obviously you, like you were saying, you, you don't necessarily get off on the action. I get yeah. off on the action uh a lot uh so the second one has like you know the the big scene with neo versus like 100 agent smiths insane i love it i could watch that all day long uh and then neo uh fighting the people at the mansion again one of my just fucking brilliant choreography and uh and action uh and and I I generally like the story. I, I I was disappointed originally when when the second movie came out, and I saw the the whole storyline with the architect, and I didn't really like how that played out. And and I I'm still a little uh, not upset, but like uh, what's I don't know what the word is. There's just like the whole the whole idea that what the architect said, like listen, there's this door. You go mm-hmm. there, you can reset Zion and yeah. save human humans, or you go through this door, and the Matrix will it, it, you know. Be purged immediately, blah blah blah, and it, like he was wrong. Not, not wrong, but it just didn't happen the way it he was. Kind of bullshit, happened. yeah. It was just kind of bullshit, and yeah. and one of the things I kind of like about having the fourth movie out now uh, is it makes it you know, and we see basically, I guess, something like a seventh iteration of the Matrix. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but what I like is you get to see that the architect was just a program. And Neo got, you know, it's like a video game where you get to the boss, right? Like you get to Bowser or something in this game. Um, but like you realize there's other levels and there's a sequel to that game. And you know what I mean? There's other bad guys and there's other villains. And and I I, I prefer, I like it. I like the architect story a lot better when he's not the end all, when he's not the creator of everything that's important in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he came off when we first meet him, that's what it seemed like. He obviously looks like God, right? Yeah. Like you feel like, oh, well, there's no higher entity than this. Right. And this is all we get is this guy. And then it's like a dead end and he just gets sent yeah. back. And I, so that felt anticlimactic. And I, did, I didn't really like that. But that's uh, my understanding of how that, those scenes and that, that story fits into the world uh, has changed over the years. So I, I don't mind it as much um in terms of like what what's really happening there and this whole idea of the one being a version of control and and, and all that kind of stuff um and then the, the war with zion the war and, and all that stuff i really like a lot of the uh, ancillary characters that show up in the third one and all the stuff of you know uh trying to protect the dock and you know all the like mindless war action stuff 
I really yeah. like that stuff too. Um, so yeah, I, I like the trilogy overall. I'm a big fan overall. I do think the first one stands out as as a, a monumental achievement uh, on its own. That it didn't it didn't need the other two, um, but I do like having them uh, to complete the set and to get yeah. the end of the story. Uh, uh, but yeah, so you want you want to talk about the the, the new one? <laughs> um, all right, sorry, a couple more things. I just want to say real quick. Uh, the thing I like about the architect scene is the idea that the one is a is a function in the matrix in a way that yeah. has happened before, and they yep. show video of it, and it's like it's a cycle. We have the one. Yep. The one pulls people out. There's a Zion. We destroy a Zion, we reboot the Matrix, we start over, and mm -hmm. we just repeat. And we've done this before, and we're going to do it again. You know, like, I thought that was a really interesting development um, yeah. on the idea. So to me, like, that's what made the architect scene interesting. The choice thing really doesn't work. I Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I liked about it. And then... Um, uh, I think I think the other thing I, I wanted to say about the originals before we go into the new stuff is like, you know, for, you know, for all of my disappointments in what happened, I mean, the original third movie, the ending was very definitive. I mean, you know, imagine mm -hmm. like Lord of the Rings Resurrections, you know, it just it feels like on a similar level, like Neo dies, Trinity dies, like, it's like, um, you know, the Zion is saved, you know, um, there's a peace between the machines and the humans, you know, it's like how much more, I mean, you know, it's like not, I mean, it's not yeah. that every single problem is solved, but it, it is a very definitive conclusion. And so I yeah. was really, really skeptical about, um, about the idea of making a new movie. Cause it just seemed like, how is this not going to be ridiculous? You know, how is this going to mm -hmm. be? That's how what excited is, me. That's how, how I get excited when it's like, there's no way you can make a sequel. So like, if you're making one, like you, you found a way to do it. So like, I, I saw this, uh, I saw this quote when I was reading the Wikipedia page, um, uh, from from Lana Wachowski saying, I couldn't have my mom and dad, yet suddenly I had Neo and Trinity, arguably the two most important characters in my life. It was immediately comforting to have these two characters alive again. And it's super simple. You can look at it and say, okay, these two people die. And okay, bring these two people back to life. And oh, doesn't that feel good? Yeah, it did. It's simple. And this is what art does. And this is what stories do. They comfort us and they're important. Anyway, when I read that, I'm like, okay, you know, if like it's therapy for you to just like bring characters back to life, like I get it. I, I have nothing against that. Um, I will say I was not super convinced by the way they were brought back. It was a little clunky to me. Like it just seems like, well, what, how else are we going to do this? I mean, we're just going to have to say they survived. So, oh well. Yeah, I didn't, I don't really mind the, the how are they back? Because I thought, now Trinity died. Well, see, to me, they, this is my suspension of disbelief for this isn't that hard to surmount because it's a super, super, duper high tech world. Uh, uh, Neo was already in the machine city. Uh, the most valuable tool, right? Like 
without him stopping Smith, the Machine City was or civilization was threatened. They wouldn't just like let his body go. Like to me, it made sense. Like how they picked up on it and go, okay, we're gonna keep this guy in spaces, or we'll put him back in uh, whatever. You know, like we're not just gonna go bury his body. Like I never thought that. Like you know, the, at the end of the Matrix Three, when we see you know Neo's dead on the little machine raft flying off, you know, off into the sunset. Like I didn't think, oh, they're gonna go bury him in the ground now. I'm like it's, they're gonna do experiments on him. They're gonna see why he was the one. They're gonna see what you know, all that kind of stuff. So to me, it wasn't that big of a deal of a leap to be like, oh no, he's still alive somehow, you know. Uh, and then of course they explained it a bit in the new movie uh, with just some of the like rebuild, you know, things they have to do, you know, medically to rebuild or keep them alive and stuff like that. So that didn't bother me. No, that didn't bother me at all. If it there's there's other endings to where I would have had a bigger problem, you know, uh, you know, but the fact that his body was still intact and stuff like that, um, you know, if they had like burned to bits or something or like, you know, eh, whatever, I, maybe I would have had a bigger hurdle with it, but it was fine to me. It's not, it's not like out of the question of, you know, I mean, it's like, um, you know, you see a character fall off a cliff or whatever, you know, like yeah, there's always yeah. a possibility that you could bring him back. But the narrative tells you that those characters are dead, even if, you know, practically like there's a possibility that they're still like if they're still alive, they should have told us that, that you know, it just but I don't know. Only dead, they're only the narrative only tells you that they're dead because that's what that narrative job is to do. Right. Like. But if you have a second narrative, then that narrative's job is to bring them back. Well, yeah, but then it undermines the impact of, you know, of the original thing because, you know, now now it's like... That's the, I mean, that's the risk of continuing a story. I agree. Yeah, I I mean, but that's, I, I think that's the thing, though. Like, stories don't really have an end. They just stop being told, right? Uh, You know, the end of Lord of the Rings uh the story keeps going i mean if you wanted to tell the what happens to frodo when he leaves middle earth you could right and you to your point it could undermine the end of, of the of the story yeah yeah i think that. it would but, because i think stories should yeah. end sometimes i mean that's oh, part i completely of agree that story should end. Most, I, I don't think I all stories should agree. go on forever i i don't know anyone who wants stories all stories to go on forever <laughs> But I'm saying, like, they theoretically can. All, all endings are artificial, right? Uh, they can make sense, but they're still artificial. Um, and so, yeah. So, I mean, that. but yeah, I agree. Like, that's the risk you take by, like, opening opening it back up and playing with the characters again. And um, But it, it yeah. seemed very clear to me that she wanted to... Um, she wanted not only to... With, when you mentioned the quote, but she wanted to sort of reframe the original story uh, and, and sort of not, not really retcon, but like, I feel like add to the conversation. You go, oh, that thing we made all those years ago. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that again. You know, and I think there was a lot of things in the new movie that I felt like was a checklist of like, uh, we should have done this differently or, uh, you know, now that it's 20 years later, uh, we, this is how this type of story should go now, you know? Um, yeah. 
so that so so some of that I had I had more of a problem with than like um you know how they how they were able to sort of start this new story um and um I did think that the uh okay well I'll, I'll leave it there <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, it didn't really, like, bother me that much watching it, because I already knew going in, like, they're bringing back Neon Trinity, so whatever it is, it's gonna undermine what happened in the third one, at least to my Ooh. eyes, so, like, I already had made my peace with that, so I, it's, yeah, it, it wasn't the biggest deal, but just to say, like, yeah, it was like, mm, okay. Plus, um, you know, The Matrix is all about cycles. It is all about things going and coming back so i i think in that way, true but the previous ones were not they kept the one alive right like that's not what we're supposed to well believe, that was the first right? that was the first time that the one ever chose to do what neo did yeah of course i'm just saying like it's it, it's, it's not the same as the previous cycles like it's different and oh, well that's the whole point that and that's what i've come to like about the story of the matrix is that it's it's not perfect um, and, well, I don't mean the people writing the movie didn't write it perfectly. I mean that the, there's messiness in the way they depict how the Matrix goes on, right? The stuff that the architect talks about, right? First, we built the perfect world, and humans like didn't like like it, and we lost all these crops, right? Like, right. it's all this trial and error stuff that they keep that they keep doing as they iterate through all of this. <laughs> Um, so in that way, I've, I've, I've come to kind of like that, uh, to see like that they make mistakes and the machines aren't perfect and the machines aren't even all unified, you know, uh, about, about what they should be doing. And like, you know, and that was the thing that was hard for me to understand when I was really watching the movies is like, well, you know, how is Smith not under the control of whatever controls the matrix and, and why mm -hmm. can't they just do this? And why can't they just do that? You know, uh, but they try to really make the world have less of those constraints and be more real, you know, even though it's a machine world, these machines are sentient so that they don't necessarily all, they're not the Borg, right? Yeah. Uh, and we want them to be the Borg sometimes, uh, but they're not the Borg. Right, right. Yeah, actually, uh, I think all of that stuff is really interesting. Um, you know, there was that Animatrix uh, anthology yeah. Um, and that had like this one part where they gave the backstory for the original like machine rebellion and yeah, like how the war started. And like, I thought all that stuff was really interesting. Um, yes, I think the story is set up in a way where you know, the, it, it, does, it doesn't really have time to delve deep into what's going on on the machine side of things. Like, yeah, we get these programs, you know, but they're like individuals in a way, you know, like they're doing their own thing. So we, you know, mm -hmm. the, the wider sort of outside the matrix machine world is, is left a bit vague. And, and, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed that that part. I, I think the that context is is really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I guess what I should say about the new movie is like my favorite thing about the new movie. And I hate to be a broken record, but it's like the first part of the movie. <laughs> Uh -huh, like, okay. you know, I think this is uh, I, I guess I'm a broken record or something, you know, like always feeling this way. 
Um, you know, I liked in the in the uh, in the original Matrix, the first part of the movie where there's this intrigue and you know yeah. it's like hackers like and a mystery. And, yeah, you like the and setup of stories. <laughs> the uh, you know, and there's and there's like the agents and like what do they want and what are they doing and you know like um, in the new one, like it goes into this mode in the first like I don't know twenty or thirty minutes or so of where it's like it's almost it's like um it's like Wes Craven's new nightmare or so it's this meta commentary yes. on the original matrix you know they they yep. put neo as a, a video game developer who like made the original yep. matrix movies into video games and like people know about them and so they get to like talk about them and yeah and comment on them and and we get all this like interesting levels of that too so that yeah there's the there's the there's the in matrix world level of that and then there's the second level where bugs is at where she's in the real world knowing the history of the real thing and they're you know so they're commenting about the whole you know she knows the real history so she's commenting about our version of the matrix being movies in the context of her real history, where the Matrix is the thing that actually happened to Neo, in the context of him in this world where he's a programmer faking it, like what happened was really a video game. So it's it's actually complex there. There, yeah, no, there's a lot, and there's also the level of he has this new video game. I didn't quite understand the oh, the modal, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, the modal thing, which was not the game, which wasn't the original game, it wasn't the new game, and it wasn't yeah. the game he's actually working on, which is called Binary. So, right, there's, a, there's <laughs> several parts of this movie that like are, are like has this level of complexity that's really funny to me. I'm just like, wow. Uh, I wanted to say real quick that this movie reminded me a lot of Adaptation. It felt. Oh yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Adaptation's a perfect example of the thing. Yeah, yeah that that weird self-aware commentary stuff. The artist talking about making the art and this yeah. adaptation. Their own shit. Yeah, like uh, acknowledge this awareness of the original and how that affects the new thing that's coming out. Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, I was thinking the only thing that would have made this whole meta thing more poignant is if we lived in some universe where um, uh, Keanu Reeves himself was the writer director of The Matrix, you know, like that's the only mm -hmm. next step that right, could have made right. this meta thing even yeah. more meta. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know they were like one step away yeah. from the the main character being. Then it really is adaptation. Yeah, yeah. If they if they actually cast like yeah like um, but I yeah or Cabin in the Woods like I I really I'm a sucker for a story like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I I really enjoy that, and I would I would have been happy actually with a whole movie in that mode. I would have been happy yeah. if they just did this whole movie where like there's no action at all and it's just like this weird and also like you know he sees trinity in the coffee shop right and like there's a little bit of a like almost a lost highway or a twin peaks kind of thing where it's like oh we know each other kind of but we don't really like it feels like we know each other but maybe not like you know 
Like yeah. if they if they were able to just like kind of hover in that place, I think like yeah. and never reveal like what's really going on, you know, like I think that I would have I that's the movie I was kind of hoping we were going to get as as mm. the as the first part, you know, developed. I was like, oh, my God, like this is way better than I was expecting. Like, this is super cool. I didn't think they were going to do this stuff, you know, but at once the other shoe drops like, ah. They don't I, have I did, screen time to stay. I agree. I think I think there's a version of the movie where we start with Thomas Anderson. Uh, we start from his perspective. We start with him going to work, just like Neo in the original movie. And like, there's a mystery, like, what are we watching? And then yeah. we see that the Matrix is a game, and we have no idea what that means. How the hell yeah. is the Matrix a game? And we don't get yeah. the commentary from Bugs. Which, which, while it's it's giving us a, another part of the story, it's also validating to us, or, or to say it's giving us a particular context to understand the video game yeah. stuff. Right. Whereas if they had not given us that context and just dropped us into the Thomas Anderson story, and then we would have gotten just thirty minutes of Thomas Anderson being a guy who made a video game called The Matrix. And he's just living his normal life. He's obsessed with this woman at this coffee shop. We know it's Trinity. We know who these people are. But like he's, but he doesn't know. And, and it's just him having to work on the new game or something, right? Like, like yeah, not this action stuff. I agree. There's a there's a version where like he spends more time like kind of kind of um, in a in a hell in, in a way. Like he's in. Working on this game, it's not going well. He's, he's yeah, you know, it's almost hell. like Flash Sideways, yeah, as well. And then, and then, if they would have, and then as he's having a problem working on this game, binary, right? Then we see him get obsessed with this Matrix model, right? And then we see him programming, you know, Morpheus and all the stuff in the Matrix, and and if we had spent. And then later we get like Morpheus coming in the action starts. Yeah, I think another like 15 minutes of just the normal world of Thomas Anderson could have really, really worked because on the backside, I think what I felt was missing from the Trinity uh, Neo story was I didn't get that sense of like, you know, God, I can't, I can't think of the characters who do this on, uh, a little bit Sun and Jin, but like, I mean, Sun and Jin is big for this, but like that idea of, you know, when it's like, oh my God, we've got to see these two characters back. They were split apart right. in this horrible way. And all Desmond I care and Penny. about, Desmond Penny, all I care about is these two people coming back. So if the original Matrix trilogy had ended where Trinity and Neo were ripped from each other in some horrible way, and we just, we were, you know, the only, you know, like, uh, like the end of Titanic or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where we, we love the movie, we love the ending, but gosh, we just wish they could have gotten together, right? Yeah. Um, um, that's the tragedy, right? Well, the, the original Matrix didn't end like that. It wasn't a tragedy like that. Like, me, like Trinity's death was a sacrifice, and we were, we were at peace with that. And then Neo's death was a sacrifice, and we were at peace with that. It wasn't like we left the movies really wanting them to be together. Um, like, like, right. oh, if only you know what I mean. If only Neon Trinity could have ended up together, like that wasn't the point of the movies. 
No, yeah. Um, not. You know, yeah. their love story was a part of the journey, but it wasn't the point of the movies. And so I felt, anyway, yeah. in the fourth movie, I feel like their love story is the point. And yeah. so that's the thing I feel like, just on the list of things I didn't like as much, was I didn't feel as connected to like seeing, being so invested in seeing them together as much as the movie was invested in wanting me to be invested in that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, I see your point. I, I like, I actually feel like the, the first movie leans on the romance a little harder. Yeah. Um, than the, than the latter two. And so it felt appropriate to me from, from just seeing the first one. Mm -hmm. And I think, I do think like there's, you know, it's a little bit like the Flash Sideways and Lost where it's like, I feel like there's a bit of a bias towards the first movie in terms of what they reference and what they talk about. You know, I mean, they talk about some stuff from the later movies, but like a lot of what they talk about is stuff from the first movie. Like having just watched it, it was like very striking how many yeah. references they made to the first movie. Well, it's, um, yeah, same. We, we noticed that pattern with Lost where it's like when they reference something, it's always in season one, huh? Yeah. That's where yeah. all the most foundational <laughs> stuff happened. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's like those are the touch points that they sort of keep coming back to. And so anyway, I feel like, you know, if you just think about the first one, like the romance is like a little stronger, I think. And so it, yeah, it sort of works better from that point of view. Um, yep. Yeah, I wasn't per se invested in it, but yeah, it didn't, I don't know. I, I guess that didn't bother me as much. <laughs> what can I say? Mm-hmm. I, I was okay with that because uh, it, it sort of felt in keeping with, with what I had just watched. And, and you know, and I also like sort of liked the idea, like, yeah, I mean, you said 30, you know, I, I, I could, I could have a whole high concept third movie, like fourth movie where like they never tell us what's going on. And like Neo mm-hmm. becomes convinced he's really Neo and he tries to convince Trinity to go with him. And she's like, what, you know, like, like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I could have, I could have watched that movie and been like, "Wow, I can't believe they did that," you know. And there's like, there's like very little action, or the action is very muted, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that, that's just me and my crazy. They didn't want to do that. Obviously, wow. they didn't want to do that. They've never written um, anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I, I haven't actually seen a lot of the Wachowski stuff. Um, uh, besides the Matrix, I did watch Bound uh, in the '90s, um, mm-hmm. which I think is you know sort of different. From I think it had some camera stuff that was sort of Matrix-ish, but um, you know it's like a, a noir thriller-ish kind of movie. It's very it's mm-hmm. in a different mode. It's not sci-fi, basically, is what I'm saying. Which yeah. like sci-fi has been like the main thing they've done since then. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not as familiar with that, um, that whole thing that they do, I guess. Um, yeah, so they have a whole, this matrix. they have a whole thing that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, I'm a big fan of Sense8, the TV show. I think it's really, 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 really good. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's totally worth. Is watching. it better than La Brea? It's a it's a La Brea. <laughs> uh, it's a lot better than that. Um, um, yeah, Sensei is really yeah. It's, 
I just think they they come up with original stories. That that's the you know it's just this yeah. like original. I mean that's an achievement of the Matrix. It's like undeniable. Yeah. It's it's an original story that you know it feels like it should be an adaptation of something, but well, it isn't. It's, it's it's an original story, but it's also this like meta. You know, it's got this like it's all it's it's also like a culmination of all stories. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's the yeah yeah, yeah yeah story. You know what I mean? It's, it's using not, classic tropes, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. it's got this thing where it's it's being. The details make it really specific and different, but uh, but it's also like saying something larger that you can kind of identify with. And uh, but those details know. really matter to me, you know. Like like Star Wars has the hero's journey, mm -hmm. but I find the Matrix way more compelling than Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Even though it hit some of this, a lot of the same story beats, you know, yeah. just because the context is interesting, more interesting to me at least, and, and the characters as well. Yeah. Well, one of the things I thought, you know, like I said before, the original Matrix I thought really was a milestone for, you know, pop culture, for cinema, like just as a, as a singular piece of like, here's how humans are right now. We made this, you know, uh, I felt like the fourth one did a very similar thing where it, it it had this quality of being like, I saw 15 other franchises in this movie. Like, seriously. Like, it's got an Aliens thing. It's got Avatar. It's, uh, now that they've got the sentience, it's Star Wars. Um, it, had the, it had the zombie tropes by the end of the movie. Uh, mm -hmm. A Terminator. Uh, I'm telling you, I just kept seeing other things in here. And what was amazing me was how it was integrated in an organic way. And it didn't, nothing like stood out and was like, oh, that, that's just, okay, now you're just stealing the, the thing from Star Wars. Okay, yeah, this doesn't feel right here. Like, because when I saw a thing like that in Star Trek Picard, I was like, oh, this, 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 is, this is boring. This is not working. You just ate something you saw from some other franchise, you know. But I felt like this is like a ma magnificent, like, jambalaya or something of just, like, so many different action, sci-fi, fantasy tropes and ideas rolled into one movie. And then that movie being meta, talking about itself and movies, you know what I mean? I just thought, when I first saw The Matrix 4, I was really, really blown away. I thought it was spectacular. I was like, I had, and I had no idea what to expect. I didn't see any trailers. I didn't, like you were saying before, like, how are they going to start another story? I had no idea how they're going to do that. Uh, I went into it cold. And I went into it just thinking, like, this is amazing. You just get a fourth Matrix movie out of nowhere. Okay, cool. That's fun. Uh, and what the movie was about, I thought, I was like, this is so insane that this is what the fourth Matrix is about. Like, this, like you said, the whole thing with the, you know, new version of the Matrix and Neo's living there and, and he thinks he's losing his mind. Oh, Scanner Darkly. I mean, it doesn't help mm -hmm. that he, he started that movie, too. But like right. there were so many things this movie was like touching on. I was just like amazed, like how it was pulling little bits out of all of these other things that I like and using a little bit of that and using a little bit of this and using a little bit of that. And it all felt cohesive. Um, it also reminded me of uh, Terminator Genesis. 
because that's another movie where it's um you know uh a, a number in a franchise uh it also is a, a lot about calling back to the original showing some of the scenes from the original replaying some things from the original uh but it also had a meta thing going on too and i felt like was a similar level of success on like what it was trying to do uh in, in that in that realm but um yeah, the first time I saw the Matrix Resurrections, I I was I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. The only thing I would say in my first watch, uh, I and we we will probably spend a lot of time talking about it, was just some of the stuff with Trinity at the end, some of the way they were trying to elevate Trinity as the as the equal hero. Um, I thought it was a little awkward to me sometimes, uh, for some reasons I want to talk about. Um, but then when I watched the movie again, so what do you think, Justin? Do you think I liked it more or less the second time? <laughs> uh, I, mm, I would expect, I would expect that you liked it more the second time. Final answer. <laughs> yes. I liked it less the second time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked it less the second time. Um, That's how I felt about the first one. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, that's my. those are my big thoughts. Uh, and I'll talk about why I liked it. Uh, you liked it less the second time. time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it a second time, so I don't know. I, I Yeah, I can't really say how I would feel about it the second time. I mean, I probably would like it less the second time for various reasons, but I don't really know that. So anyway, um, yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, the other thing about the movie that didn't thrill me was like most of the new characters. Like mm. I found like most of the new characters like kind of underwhelming, like yeah. they were f fine, but like, yeah especially the big ones, you know, yep. the, the new agent Smith was like, not even close to as good as the old one, in my opinion. I mean, um, I mean, not even, I mean, there's like here and there's the moon. I love, Jonathan, <laughs> I love that actor, Jonathan Groff. He's great. He's really good. I think he did a good job, but he's no Hugo Weaving. And to call yeah. this man agent Smith is an insult to agent Smith. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and I, I want to unpack that because I don't even understand how he's Agent Smith. Like, I, I barely understand what the movie is telling us about what that means that he's Agent Smith. <laughs> like, do you know what that even means? Um, I mean, because, because, because there's a you know, he's Agent Smith, but he's not Agent Smith the way Morpheus is Morpheus. Or the way Neo is Neo and Trinity is Trinity. Yeah, I mean he's he's put there by the by the machines, I guess. Um, uh, whereas Morpheus. Well, no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. No. Well, well, uh, well, I guess which machines are you talking about? Like the analyst, the analyst didn't. the The analyst might have put that person in, you know, in in as Neo's boss, but didn't, that person wasn't Smith before. Like, he became Smith. Uh, okay. He wasn't, like, Agent Smith the whole, he wasn't, like, a Smith the whole time Neo has been in this fake 
world of uh, being the game developer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I assumed he was. No, 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 no. He sort of became Smith through Neo waking up and getting, and getting out, you know, and sort of trying to bust out of the Matrix. I just thought he revealed himself as Smith once he woke up. But, you know, he made that speech. I don't know. I... Yeah, no, because he, he, it wasn't until he, yeah, that's in the speech he basically says, like, something... It's like it's like the it's like the same parallel of in the original movie where like you know Neo like jumps into Smith's body at the end and then something with their interaction allows Smith to replicate him in the second movie and become the threat that he becomes like you know they have this parallel thing that that the movie tries to showcase a lot so it's like once Neo in the new movie basically wakes up like that somehow allows Smith so I, I, what okay? The way I am having seen the movie twice, the way I'm interpreting it is this: is there's some old remnant code of Agent Smith out there somewhere in some systems, and then at some point it gets into the Matrix, which is you know it's just a program. It gets into the Matrix and then starts to inhabit that that Jonathan Groff character like takes over its body basically. Um, that's the way it comes across to me. Um, and it's weird. <laughs> okay, okay. Cause I don't know why, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should read it. Maybe, maybe there's a, does the transcript say, maybe there's like a, a synopsis that says what we're supposed to think about that Smith character. Yeah, 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 yeah. There might be. There might be. It's, because that, uh, was the thing that, that was just one of the things that confused me watching the movie is, okay, how is this more, like, what does it mean that he's Morpheus? And it took me to the second rewatch to even understand what we even, what we even saw with him, right? Because he says, he says, uh, hey, Neo. Okay, so we know about the modal, right? The whole point was that Neo was, I guess, somewhat realized he was stuck in the Matrix and needed a way to break himself out while still being a blue pill, right? Uh, and so he wrote this modal, which is a program that trains an AI for a particular goal or you know level of intelligence or something. So he creates this old matrix program, which is supposed to, I guess, train Morpheus, get Morpheus AI to the point where he realizes that he is Morpheus and that he needs to escape and find Neo, right? But we see that character start out as Agent Smith, right? He shows up in that that replay Trinity scene as yeah. Smith, and so he tells us later when they're in the dojo fighting, he says, "Yeah, uh, Neo, uh, you coded me as the two most influential people in your life, basically Morpheus and Smith. You know, yeah, two and one. It's like you took a shortcut somehow. Now like you didn't have time to do two people, so you, you put. So, but okay, so." And then I was like, but I don't understand. Like, when was he Smith? Like, where where did we ever see this character be Agent Smith? Like, why did they even tell us that? Why didn't he just say, yeah, you programmed me to be Morpheus because Morpheus is the one who mm -hmm. wake up from the Matrix because that's all I need to do here, right? Like, uh, but then I remember the beginning of the movie where he was Agent Smith. Yeah. And so he's like being Agent Smith, but he's not really Agent Smith. Because that's Jonathan Groff's character. He's going to be the real Agent Smith. So yeah, it's not, it's not the real Agent. It's Smith. not the real Agent version Smith. of Agent Smith. It's this yeah. other version, and then and then 
but then he realizes, like, when he's fighting Bugs, he's like, wait, no, I'm not Agent Smith. <gasps> I'm Morpheus. And it's like, what? <laughs> Wait, now are you Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus? His consciousness is somehow in a system somewhere and, and has now come here? Is that how you're Morpheus? No, that's not how you're Morpheus. But I think that's how Agent Smith is Agent Smith and how Neo is Neo and Trinity is Trinity. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Neo and Trinity's bodies are still alive. I, I don't know yeah. about Morpheus. Morpheus is a little ambiguous. I've, I've heard some varying reports um, about that. Um, there's there's apparently some, some outside, like, possible canon stuff where they said Morpheus died. Um, I mean, he doesn't die in the original movies, but... Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and and maybe you know wasn't uh, brought back to life. I mean, I I don't think he died with the machines. Anyway, I don't actually even know that much about that, so I can't say for sure. But um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, I it's it's like it's like he's Neo's idea of Morpheus mm -hmm. slash Agent Smith, which is it's weird that like, they put that in there. That don't know why the slash Agent Smith. Now there was a thing I in don't either. where he was like, I'm. I'm programmed to detect sentience and destroy them, but like he's a sentient, you know. It's like yeah. It's, 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 so, so now it's Blade Runner. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so I was. I, I, I'm not. I'm a little still confused on that part. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't. The whole thing where he's like, ah, I'm Agent Smith now, and it's like. He saw the gun, and it's a whole transformation scene. It's in slow motion where he sees the gun. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, now I'm Agent Smith. And then it was like a thing that I didn't like, though, besides how confusing it was, was he didn't have any Agent Smith agenda. Agent Smith yeah. wasn't the bad guy. Agent Smith had a fucking agenda. He wanted to get out yeah. of the Matrix. He wanted to destroy right. it. So get out of it, he was locked, you know, man in black locked from Lost. Yeah, he yeah. To, he wanted to leave the prison he was on and go home right. somewhere, a home he had never been to, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, what I wish is they would have kept that. I wish it would have still been like, and I wish that he was like, "Hey, uh, analyst, that's why I'm attacking you on Neo's side is because you're standing between me and escaping the Matrix. I still want to escape the Matrix." And yeah. I, and I, and so on the one level, Jonathan Groff didn't have the gravitas, or should I say? Grafitas. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> uh, uh, to get anywhere near what Hugo Weaving did. And not that he needed to, but I'm just saying he didn't on number yeah. one. So it didn't have that going for him. And he didn't I mean, it's tough way. to live up to that. It's one of the best characters yeah. from the original movie. Yeah, I'm not saying he needed to, but I'm just saying on the level of like uh, screen presence and intrigue, like it didn't have yeah. that. And he didn't yeah. have the, 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 the interesting goal and motivation you know like his speech about like to morpheus he just speaks to morpheus about like being in this prison and like you know of and smelling the rotting flesh and every yeah. breath you take and it's just like yeah that made that character and the matrix and the whole concept so much better when you understood like that level of detail from him you know yeah definitely. Of, like what it even was like to be a program to experience all that stuff like who programmed them to smell like why why do they need a sense of smell you know what i mean um and why does it have to work like human senses of smell work you know and all that kind of stuff but yeah right. i wish 
I wish that, you know, regardless of how the character was played, if they were going to say Agent Smith was back, I wish he would have, I mean, it it just felt like it undercut three movies of antagonism. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. to, to have a guy who shows up and he's like sort of too cool for school. You know, yeah, they shouldn't have bothered with like, Agent uh, Smith. It was a bad idea like, that uh, way. Uh, he was like Negan, you know. He was like, he. it was like the bad guy who, you know, he's got his tongue in his cheek, you know. Mm-hmm. And that kind of character isn't usually that scary. You yeah, know, I agree. Agent Smith was scary because he was serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I wish, I wish if they were going to be like, oh, here's Agent Smith back in some other form that he at least would have, or he would have said Neo. Like, hey, look at me. I'm a different version now. You know, every time I see you, you know, I want something different. And now yeah. all I want is X, Y, Z. And he, but he didn't even actually want anything. It seemed like, uh, from what yeah. I remember. No, 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 no. And and he really felt tacked on. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I felt the same way about the Merovingian. It's like this, yeah. like this, like vestigial stuff from the old movies that, like, doesn't really do that much in this story but mm-hmm. is you know seems seems to be there for nostalgia or something uh, and the actual so the analyst character the neil patrick harris character i was also mm-hmm. not a big fan of it's like uh, i don't know listen we can't have the bad guy first of all everybody in hollywood you can't have the bad guy be a therapist be the main character's therapist and you can't have the bad guy be played by an a-list star because we're gonna know it's the bad guy, and right. you can't put them in auspicious blue glasses. Sorry, not auspicious. <laughs> and uh, conspicuous, conspicuous, yeah, conspicuous. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as you see this character, you're like, well, I guess you're the bad guy keeping him here. Uh, so there was no drama there whatsoever. Uh, I was didn't you know on the list of things I didn't like. I did not like that. Um, yeah. He also wasn't that interesting. No. I I did appreciate that he just had a very simple origin story of, hey, I was one of the fucking machines who were there when you did that fucking Hail Mary thing at the end. And I saw your body. And I was like, huh, I'm programmed to exploit situations. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to exploit the situation. So, like, I didn't mind that. That that just felt normal. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, that, that seems like a thing that would happen. You know, uh, it didn't have to be like the the machine baby thing that Neo talked to decided, right. like oh, from on high, we're going to you know uh, carry out some new long term plan. Like I, I don't mind that. Like to some degree, like the Matrix itself is a uh, even though it's important for the machines, like it's just not all they have going on on their world. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't I don't really mind that. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't think his character worked at all. Um, it, I like him as an actor, but I I don't think that's. A I agree. Part. I think I think to what you said about Lana saying, "Hey, listen, I just want to have fun. We're in a pandemic, and let's just have fun <laughs> yeah. with my friends." I get yeah. it. But like, if you were really gonna do this movie a different way, like I I think you cast a different person in that role so you don't see it coming when they're the bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you cast a, like an, a more unknown person. Is what I mean. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that would have made sense. Uh, I, I actually have a small like nitpicky question that maybe you can help me out with. I love nicking pits. Yeah, I, I, since you watch it twice, like I feel like you understand the movie better than I do. So maybe you can help with this. So, um, okay. 
So there's this thing where they have Morpheus like able to appear in the real world, but he's like yeah. Yeah. molecularized. I don't know what to call that. Yeah. Um, right. They're like, oh, we got this thing, and so it's you like, can like it's like a metal. They're basically like metal beads that were being um, controlled through some sort of magnetic field. Yeah, turned into the form, and so he could like basically like kind of exist, you know, outside the matrix in that form, right? Yep. So, like, I'm cool with that. That's all fine. Uh, the part I didn't understand, or I just got a little confused by, and I know, like, Morpheus is, like, Morpheus is a little bit complicated because Morpheus is, you know, he was this modal, and then he, like, somehow transcended that, and, like, so... Well, yeah, let's talk about so, what So he was, yeah, so maybe talking about that will help uh, explain this, but, like, basically, like, he was he was inside... Neo's like stuff he was doing and then he was outside it right so at a certain point like mm -hmm. he's in the matrix like yeah, the proper exactly. matrix and he looks exactly. normal right like he looks like himself he's not the molecularized version right, right? okay yeah. so like you know functionally he should also be a program even if he was originally a program within a program right it's still exactly. a program right right okay which is why he can show up in the matrix yep okay cool so, okay, so let's, I want, I just, okay, so the, then, like, at a certain point, <laughs> Sati shows up, right? Oh, and, like, Sati. we all remember Sati from- We can't the, forget Sati, she made that! <laughs> I she made, made that! that. <laughs> she made the sunshine, she made the, the what was it? <laughs> yeah, the sunset or something. Yeah, yeah sunrise, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, look, yeah, so, uh, so she shows back up and, like, you know, um, she's older and stuff, um, that's all fine. Um, that's all fine, she aged. <laughs> yeah, I understand, right? It's a real world, right? I, I have no complaints about that. The thing I didn't understand is, like, so at the end, they do this mission to get Trinity's body, right? And, like, Morpheus is this, like, you know, he's in molecular ball, metal ball form, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. But Sati looks totally normal. Like, isn't she a program too? Like, how is she appearing outside the Matrix, like, in normal form? Like, I was like, how? <laughs> what? So oh, anyway, that's shit. my question. Oh, wait, right? what? Wait, what? You know what I'm talking wait, about? Like, wait, they show what? her there with Trinity's body, right? And she looks totally normal. Wait, and I'm just what? like, how is this even possible? Hold on, I'm watching it. No, this is all in the Matrix. This is all in the Matrix. So, sorry, I'm sorry. No. The, scene I'm, the scene I'm watching is this. Is okay, the, okay. With yeah. the Trinity pod, that part, that that's the, the scene pod. I have in mind. Okay. Where they they go to extract it. Yeah, they're cutting between the two in this story. Okay, so here we go. There's the Trinity pod. Bugs is there. So Bugs and Morpheus. I don't see Sati yet. Is Sati, Sati not there? Sati's in the other storyline where she's in the Matrix and they're talking. I thought she about... was in both, but okay. okay. She might be. Let me see. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm scanning. Scanning. <laughs> I might have to do some uh, scanning okay, so myself in case you miss it. Yeah, yeah. Because I Let's thought see. it was. Uh... So where oh, is okay. that? Scene? Oh, okay, okay. So that scene is at about one. 40 uh 
So I think you're talking about when they switched the plugs with Bugs and Trinity. I think I do feel like Sati was there. Let me see. Ah, there she is. Okay, so she's not really there. I she's in the scene, but she's like virtually there. You can see she's translucent. Oh, she's translucent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Think, so she's I doing the thing she, like that other guy was doing. Yeah, I think it's like a visual, like a shorthand where like the idea is the characters can see her, but no one else could see her. You know. Okay. They're, they can somehow they you know through their implants or whatever they can somehow see her visually. I think okay. I, I think that's what that's supposed to be. Uh, okay. Because that's the way it works when you're in the matrix and then the operator dude would like show up, you know, but yeah. not really be there. Although that's like the opposite thing, but still like, sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. If she's translucent. Uh, I'll, no, she's, I'll, yeah, she's I'll... translucent. Yeah. You scared me for a second. I was like, wait, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I saw her and I'm like, how the fuck are you out here? What are you and doing? Then Tati, she'd be like, I did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, ah, can't all programs do this? Yeah. What's the problem? Okay, okay so all right. Let's Never mind. The, let's talk Thank about you the for solving that. Let's talk about the Morpheus problem real quick. And I'll tell you okay. how, what I think happened with Morpheus, okay? All so, right. Do tell. Do tell. I think that... Because I don't have a clue. And I don't know why. See, some of my nitpicks with the movie have to do with some whys. Like, why Trinity at the end? Like, why does she, can she do X, Y, Z? I, I want to know why. Uh, it's cool she can do it, but why? Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, so Morpheus. So Neo programs the modal, right? And so in this modal... The whole point of the modal is it's like a training simulation, a simulated world for that, so an AI can spend time doing something for a goal, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so he programs Morpheus, this character that will eventually, I guess, realize that it's in an artificial world, realize that it, what it needs to do is go find and rescue Neo and tell him he's in an artificial world, right? Now, in order for that to happen, this AI has to gain sentience. So that's the first why or how. I don't know how Neo programmed an AI to have sentience. I don't know how that happened. Or, or maybe the modal gave it sentience. That was the point of the modal. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then, okay, so now it's like, oh, I'm Morpheus, which was a crazy moment in the movie uh when he said that i was just like huh you're morpheus because I, th I thought like they meant like his consciousness was still on the grid somewhere and and was just downloaded into this new avatar you know what i mean and i'm like oh well, we're supposed to think the original morpheus is back you know um uh so i like it for the fake out but i don't like it for what it actually is um right so okay, right. so then so then Morpheus is like great. So then that's that's the scene in the Matrix with uh, Morpheus and Bugs, and he's like, yeah, I'm I'm Morpheus, and then so no, that wasn't in the Matrix. That was in the modal. That was inside the modal they met, and then he escapes the modal and then goes to the Matrix, and that's when he meets me on the bathroom, and uh, and tells Neo he's Morpheus. And then once Neo gets out of the matrix, this is the third level up, 
they're the real world, that's when Morpheus is in the machine, um, the metal yeah. pieces thing. <laughs> metal ball. You know, it's funny that it's played by the actor who played Dr. Manhattan. Yes. Because, like, there was definitely they a... Completely cast him in the same role, the same, <laughs> very, very similar things he's playing, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, I feel like they saw that and were like, hey, this guy could totally do the Morpheus thing we want to do here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that sounds fine to me. I, I'll buy it. Yeah, I, I wish I wish there was more to the Morpheus thing. You know, he they got a lot of they were trying to get a lot of jokes out of you know, like his costuming and, mm -hmm. uh, and just his style. You know, um, I wish there was some more clue about like what Morpheus actually thought about being Morpheus. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like if he, not that I'd want it, I don't know. I'm saying I wanted him to do this, but not that I really wanted him to do this. But an example would be like, like in the dojo scene, right? When he, they're about to spar and he manifests or materializes this like flowy, gowny, uh, uh, kimono kind of thing he's wearing, right? Like, mm -hmm. like if he had commented on that, and goes, "Wow, Neo, like that Morpheus dude had a crazy style," or you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd be interested just to see, like he owned it, like that was his own style, right? Yeah. But like in a sense, it's it's a version of Morpheus, right? So I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious about like that because he has to, he he's not who he really is. He's an AI based on another person, you know. Yeah. Which is yeah. a weird thing that he never really contemplates. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in my small scale, like, version of the story, there could have been time to develop that more or make that into a thing. It could have been cool. I love it. He can, he can, he can like, become an alcoholic. Yeah. And he's like, who am I? Exactly. I, uh, am I Morpheus or Morphe <laughs> not us? <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah um okay have i gone through my nitpicks with the characters let's see okay so we got we got morpheus talked about agents Smith. i mean that you know i don't know that was to me a sort of waste of it was bad i i think they should have just cut that completely i i i think uh yeah uh it's that didn't work at all I think the Morpheus stuff was marginally better, but it was also underdeveloped. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, yeah. The, so, uh, the, talk about the Trinity stuff. Uh, what, oh, the Trinity what are your stuff. thoughts on that? Yeah. Okay. So, I would say overall, I liked, you know, I liked the main plot line with Neo and Trinity. Overall, I liked it. I saw what where it was going. I saw that there was a very specific and uh, deliberate um, um, intention to level the playing field between Neo being the male hero of the original franchise, the original trilogy, and to bring Trinity up to his level or even surpass him, right? Yeah. Uh, and to kind Definitely. of like de de uh, um, or I should say um, 
What's the right prefix? <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say um, to just to bring more balance to the so the gender dynamic, right? To uh, right to to the the tone of the of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of get away from some of those classical tropes. Where yeah, yeah. So that's this, stuff, like supporting love interest character. That's stuff I didn't mind, right? And so when you know, um, there was an early scene, if I can remember. Um, where, uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Um, I've only seen it twice. Um, <laughs> Not enough. Basically, basically, it was a scene where like Neo was trying to save Trinity, but she saved herself. Right, those kind of, mm -hmm. those kind of scenes, right? Which yeah. are which are nice to nice to see. I think um, that that my main gripe with getting. Uh, was my main gripe with how much time the movie spends and effort the movie spends on that particular issue of of elevating Trinity or leveling the playing field, I should say, um, is that I didn't understand why in world why we understood from the from the original movies that what gave Neo his power was the concept of the one, right? Um, there's some aspects of the concept of the one that are real and some that are just myth and not true, right? Um, but like the reason that Neo could um, stop the uh, Sentinels uh, in the real world is as the Oracle says, the power of the one goes back to the source, right? Okay, so um, like we, we kind of get all that stuff, but I didn't understand why as in this story, when uh, Trinity's, you know, wakes up and she's like, I'm Trinity, and she starts being able to have, you know, powers and eventually fly, what allowed that to happen? You know, especially considering that Neo was not able to get back to that level himself, except by the very end, I think that, yeah, they're flying together by the very end. You know what I mean? I didn't understand, like, what was it about? Was it just that she woke up and now she has full control, you know, versus before when she was in the Matrix, she didn't have that level of control. So I guess that's, yeah, that, that's really what I, what, what was missing for me. It's like, I didn't mind where the character ended up. I just didn't understand how they got there. Yeah, so I, I mean, I do feel like they're kind of, retconning here um my my best answer is this bit from the transcript which you've heard twice so i'm just gonna repeat things you've heard but um <laughs> is that deja vu uh, uh yeah there you go <laughs> uh so so the architect says um we worked for years trying to activate your source code i was about to give up when i realized it was never just you Alone, neither of you is of any particular value. <laughs> That's a line. Like acids and bases, you're dangerous when mixed together. Every sim where you two bonded, let's just say bad things happened. However, as long as I managed to keep you close, but not too close, I discovered something incredible, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that first part, I feel like, is the attempt to say that, like, I don't know that like it, it wasn't like the one wasn't as special as we thought. I don't know. It was about the bond between them. It, it seems like that's what they're trying to say. 
So I took that conversation to be, well, I took it to be more limit context, but if I, yeah, if I brought it out, I guess I could see that. I thought they were, he was, he was saying more about like the, the concept he started with, which was about them using them to power the world or something. Right. So what, yeah. can you go back in the transcript before that, when he talks about, uh, um, like, what did he say? Like, they something when having Neo and Trinity increases the power output of the system, and I and I, you remember that part? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So okay, yeah. So it goes on from there. Um. Uh, like, yeah, he's explaining why he used the two of them, but that, to me, that first part is the part that's trying to, trying to say that, like, the bond between them and the two of them together was, like, the important thing, and, you know, I don't think the original movies really say that, I totally agree, but, like, I feel like that's an attempt to sort of rewrite things, but okay, the, the continuation is, um, uh, however, as long as I managed to keep you close, but not too close, I discovered something incredible. Now my predecessor loved precision. His matrix was all fussy facts and equations. He hated the human mind. So he never bothered to realize that you don't give a shit about facts. It's all about fiction. The only world that matters is the one in here. And you people believe the craziest shit. Why? What validates and makes your fictions real? Question mark feelings. Allow me. Kush here is one of my handlers. They're everywhere. Such a pain. Cloning agents over a copper top. Far more effective just to saturate a population. And bonus, swarm mode is sick fun. Ooh, nicely done. You ever wonder why you have nightmares, why your own brain tortures you? It's actually us maximizing your output. It works just like this. Oh, no. Can you stop the bullet if you could only move faster? Here's the thing about feelings. They're so much easier to control than facts. Turns out in my matrix, the worse we treat you, the more we manipulate you, the more energy you produce. It's nuts. Mm. I've been setting productivity <laughs> records every year since I took over. And the best part, zero resistance. People stay in their pots happier than pigs and shit. The key to it all, you and her. Quietly yearning for what you don't have while dreading losing what you do. For 99.9% .9 of your race, that's the definition of reality. Desire and fear, baby. Just give the people what they want, right? Okay, so right anyway. Again. So that's the part where they make a leap and lose me. Uh, because everything that they describe up until that last sentence doesn't need Neo and Trinity. Because the whole point, like the original Matrix already proved the point that humans are fine to stay in the Matrix as long as they're miserable, because that's what we expect as life. When the Matrix was paradise, we didn't buy it, because that's not what normal reality is like, right? So we get that. So the analyst is basically saying, hey, if we make your lives miserable, not only do you want to stay in the matrix, but we're adding this new part of the mythology that you increase your output of energy for some reason. And the worse we treat you. Okay, I got it. Then they make this left turn and say the key to it all. Yeah. The key. Okay. So the key isn't what I just said the key was. Yeah. Which was uh, torturing you and making life hard to increase your output. The key to making that work is Neo and Trinity. Yeah. Then quietly yearning for, for what they don't have while dreading losing yeah. what they do. So 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 to me, I took that to mean that when Neo and Trinity are in their pods, 
quietly yearning for yada yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the art, the analyst slash the Matrix is creating human misery for all the Matrix subjects. Yeah. Then they get the power output that they want. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what I don't get is what is it about Neo and Trinity that makes that work? (laughs) Well, so it seems to me like what is being said here is they, um, uh, they, they have to be, um, they have to be kept apart. Because, 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 what it's not is that Neo and Trinity themselves, because like, like, uh, like some sort of like uh, electromagnet, right? Or like, you know, um, there's like a, you know, you put it at the right distance between each other, and now you have a current, right? And so, because it's almost they want to say like, well, what we're really doing is getting the power, this this unimaginable power from the two of them is what we're really getting. But they're not saying that. They're saying we're getting the power from everybody else that's powered by Neo and Trinity somehow. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It sounds to me like it sounds to me like they're saying I, I don't I, I feel like to me the burning question is why put Neo Trinity in there at all? Like it just feels like it feels like what they're saying, and of course, this ends up being where the plot goes. Like when they get together, I mean, he literally says this. Like every sim, what was it? Um, it uh, let's just say it didn't end well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It was like, um, yeah, every sim where you two bonded. Let's just say bad things happened, and so, so like. Like, to me, that's the problem with the story is like, it's like, well, we had to keep you two apart. So you didn't get together well, and gone. bad things happen. But it's like, but you didn't have to put them in there at all. So well, we can get it, dude, we can get into that. Let's start. Oh, we can get that. But but I, yeah, I, I'm still confused on like, are is the power coming from it's almost like the first movie is like, hey, we're getting energy from human beings. They're the copper tops, right? They're the batteries. Yeah. And I thought in this in this one I almost I almost feel like they're saying, well, there's a power between Neo and Trinity that's so strong we can mine that too. And it's like we're mining that power by having them be in close contact but never bonding. We can like get the energy out of this like connection. But if they get too close, then that energy explodes. Yeah. Right. It's just a weird, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It feels like they're kind of saying that, but they're also saying that it's, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's about manipulating people. And I feel like it's saying, yeah, that's why I feel like they're saying two different things and getting two different things out of it. But what they're not saying that would also, that would help me regardless of that is why. I wish the analyst had said, um, two things I wish this movie would have done for me in terms of, I don't mind what it's trying to retcon and all that kind of stuff, but in terms of like continue keeping the continuity of the original and the spirit of like, you know, everything we went through, through those movies, uh, I wish that they would have said that, um, Zion, well, they said Zion was saved. 
Uh, I wish they would have said that after what happened with Neo and the piece, that millions of people were freed from the matrix and that it increased the human normal human population, right? So IO and all these other cities. Uh, and because of that, the machines had less power for their civilization, thus needing a solution, which, oh, guess what? If we put Trinity and Neo next to each other, now we have more power than we need. So, yeah, like I wish it, to me, because my brain is like pedantic and logical that way. I wish there was a more like logical flow of how they got from one, the end of that movie to the beginning of this movie in terms of his decision making with Neo and Trinity and like why he's good at being the analyst, right? Like I, I'm saving our civilization by doing this. Right. If we don't have Neo and Trinity in these pods together, we don't have enough power for our world. You know, like I, that, I, that's what I wish his motivation was, and like why, because that would have made him more interesting to me. If it if if it was like he's solving that level of a problem versus just like oh, I'm just doing a thing that we can take or leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, versus, yeah, yeah. Versus him being like integral into like the machine society, right? Uh, the way the architect felt like integral. Yeah, uh, I wish that, and then I wish, yeah, I wish they had said there were more humans that escaped, uh, and that there was like, you know, a sort of more burgeoning uh, human population, like that's like trying to, um, you know, either fight the machines again or whatever, you know. But um, anyway, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's it's uh, it's all it's all a bit vague, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, based on the quote, I mean, I feel like it was like I want to bring them back. So like 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 there wasn't. It's like they're they're awesome because they're awesome. Like there's there's no. I don't know. It feels like there 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 wasn't a desire to even really explain why. Yeah, which is weird because the whole begin the, the first three movies are about why, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, it it just it's to me it undercuts the mechanics of the Matrix of like okay, is it what a lot you know? I guess in the original movie, you know, knowing that you could change something, you know, you just have to believe it, you know. Uh, and not think it or whatever. So I just wish there was something like that where it made sense that the more the characters sort of knew themselves, like the more power they had over the Matrix or something like that, you know? But it's also <laughs> like, you know, it sort of plays out that way. It just isn't really explained, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it definitely felt, you know, I mean, because it's one movie as opposed to three, you know, it definitely felt smaller in scale and there was definitely less of an attempt to like build a huge mythos. It was, it was, um, it was very much like, you know, we, we want to bring these characters back. We want to say these things about, you yeah. know, like people and you know mm -hmm. um, 
the matrix and the way that it mm-hmm. functions and like and sort of recontextualize some of those like things yeah. but in terms of like really building like an elaborate mythology to explain it all like it doesn't seem like there was a lot of interest in doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> well i i will say that they did spend a lot i mean i agree with that but I, they did spend a lot of time on the world building I, I again i think like there's a lot of creativity into a lot of the 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 places new like like uh the the sentient machines their design what they're doing um um yeah i i, I get struck by like the details on a lot of this stuff um uh what was the other thing i was going to mention um the Oh, something with bugs. Uh, it'll come back to me. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say, if you ever watch Sense Eight, you'll see like most of this cast is from is in Sense Eight. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean that that happens. If you like people, you work with them mm-hmm. over and over again. Like, oh, yeah. Let's talk about Niobe. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, unfortunately, since I didn't watch the second and third movies, I have only the faintest memory of Naomi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I did appreciate that they brought, you know, it to me that gave it like some more weight of connection with mm-hmm. some of that stuff in the original. I mean, I was kind of disappointed that Zion wasn't there anymore, but um and i i mean generally speaking like it's i think a, the even voices like the idea that like well it didn't matter like we're still in the same hey, situation wait, wait. they said zion was gone yeah didn't they i don't think they said that i didn't catch that uh, all right hold on let's, <laughs> let's search it. i swear they said zion was gone all right let's oh let's did see. they maybe i missed it okay hold on where is um, this transcript? I need to find the transcript. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Oh, man. Gotta love the way this is written. God, it's reminding me of Lost now. It's like it's like someone asks a question and then like the answer doesn't explain things. Totally. Um, uh, okay. Um, so uh, okay, I'll I'll just read the relevant passages and you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so it starts off with Niobe saying. You remember that shit we used to eat? That slop tasted like rust. Zion could have never made something like this. Mm-hmm. Could have. Why? Because we needed sentience and DI like him. Zion was stuck in the past, stuck in war, stuck in a matrix of its own. They believed that it had to be us or them. This city was built by us and them. What happened to Zion? I've been waiting for you to ask that question. <laughs> Ready for the answer? <laughs> All of the trouble started in the machine cities. Power plants were unable to produce enough energy. Nothing can breed violence like scarcity. For the first time, we saw machines at war with one another. We got word from the Oracle of a new power rising. That was the last we heard from her. 
<laughs> I, I don't know how that answers what happened to Zion, but my takeaway from that was that Zion was destroyed or at least was uh, sort of internally collapsed or, or something along those lines. I mean, oh, she speaks yeah. of it in the past tense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. I, I yeah, from the context, Zion is at least... Uh, not number one on the tourist destination. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I would think if it if it still exists, it's like anarchy there. Yeah, I mean, that seems like what's being implied, even uh, though it's stated very obliquely. Yeah, I I want I wanted to circle back about some nitpicks on like the machines uh, plan that we were talking about before, but before that, before we leave Niobe, uh, I thought she, you know, she played. A, a couple of pivotal roles in the second and third movie. She's got a, a great, like, uh, you know, the um, her flight on uh, the ship back to uh, the docks at Zion, right in the nick of time. They have the last EMP, you know, that they need to, like, save everybody. And she flies through the, uh, the sewer lines that nobody could fly through. You know, it's a great, great, great action sequence. You know, it's a classic. She's got a fat ass, you know, when, when like, she's flying the right. ship and it's like, you know, right. busting through walls and stuff. Um, uh, so I've always liked this character. So when she came back, I was like, that's super cool. You know, it's nice to, to like you said, get a character back from the original. It makes it feel more grounded. Um, and, I, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting was, you know, like she said, she never believed in the one, but you can't see me holding my finger in the sky. Uh, the air. But she did say, I believe in him. So I, I was a little right. like, eh, when she was like, I never believed in the one. And he did, and then Neo was like, yeah, but you did. And I was like, believe in me, right, Neo? Because that's what she said. And he's like, let me use your ship. And I was like, right. okay, wow. All right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I forgot so about that was, line. Yeah. Yeah. So she was. I remember um, right now. Uh, she was more like. I guess I wanted her to have. I expected her to have more sentimentality about their past connection mm -hmm. than they showed. But that being. I don't even know if that's fair because they did give quite a bit of screen time between the two of them. Yeah, and it did let them kind of reminisce on those places. So I think yeah. it's you know, probably a little unfair of criticism, but I just felt like I wanted her to be like, wow. And and she even retold the story and didn't really quite give him credit. Uh, well, I guess she, yeah, I don't know. She's a weird character because, yeah, she was like, well, I stood there at the, <laughs> the gates of Zion, saw the machines coming. I was like, we're about to die. And then all of a sudden they left. Everybody said you did that, and I was like, "No, he didn't." Uh, <laughs> even though she saw all the things, you know, it'd be like being a disciple of Jesus, you know, like you're there when he's doing all the miracles or whatever, and, and you. <laughs> so she was there when he did all his neo stuff, and she still wasn't like he's the one. Yeah, it um, reminds me of the uh, the thing from Lost, like when Locke moves the island and and Hurley's like, oh my God, Locke moved the island. And Jack's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, then where'd the island go, Jack? Yeah, shut up. 
Yeah, yeah, that was the most. Yeah, that was Jack being four years old. <laughs> Yeah, just complete guttural reaction. No, he didn't. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Okay, we're gonna talk about. Okay, so why did why did you bring that up? What was the? Oh, you said that was like Jack saying that was like what? Oh, oh, I, I just like uh, Niobe saying like you know oh. uh, he didn't do that. That's not yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. you know just like that yeah. that person standing there just kind of denying yeah. what seems obviously true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just sort of that um, that kind of character, I guess. It just it feels like that's kind of what they're going for. Oh, I, I just want to mm-hmm. mention briefly since it's sort of relevant to this. Like, I think it's interesting that they chose to set the story 60 years later, even though it's been Mm -hmm. 20 years, which seems like the more obvious choice, and then just come up with a sort of answer for like why the actors only look 20 years older. I mean, with the exception of Niobe, where they did some makeup and stuff to to make it um, more, you know, realistic. Um, Anyway, I just, I don't know. I, I, they thought, 20 years was too soon for all this. Like, I don't know, maybe they didn't mm-hmm. want to have too many characters from the, from the old days. And, and this gave a way to kind of make a clean break. Like, I don't know. I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. that they did that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. That, that, that was a nice touch. Uh, and then maybe, you know, it also gave, it also gave the actors different looks, right? So you'd see, you know, neon Trinity in the matrix looking forties ish. You see them outside the matrix looking older than that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so yeah, I gave them uh, uh, a more variable kind of appearance throughout the yeah throughout the movie. One thing I wish they would explain, you know, and I guess it's just like the new. Maybe it's just like oh, this is the new way they do it, but uh, you know, all the Jackson stuff on the back of their necks, you know, it has mm-hmm. that new big big jack that it, they didn't have before and i love stuff like i love when it's like here's the little details about how this like you know machine technology upgraded mm-hmm. is, right um but i just wish it they had said like there's a reason for that like now you have more control over the matrix or you're more plugged in or you know but more higher power bandwidth you know whatever like you know um i was just kind of curious if there was like a functional thing um but uh, but anyway, back to Naomi. Uh, yeah, I was glad to see her. I think she did that. They, they did a good job bringing her back and using her for the, you know, for what they needed her for. She got to be an antagonist while being supporting, mm-hmm. you know, supportive a little bit. Um, yeah, I think overall it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, uh, and I'll just say this. Uh, there's a lot of action in this movie that I didn't think was that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when they go, uh, uh, it's like it's it's like uh, the big. I guess it's like in the midpoint where they're in the like this like these wooden platforms, some sort of like wooden warehouse place. Yeah. And the Merovingian yeah, shows right. up, and it's like a big shootout. It's almost like a western feel in a yeah. way. Uh, I thought that was fairly boring. Yeah, yeah, that scene felt very uh, pointless to me. I didn't like. I thought character. it was really. It was the the um, the martial arts left something to be desired. 
like it didn't it didn't it didn't have that impact yeah. right it, you know what it felt like it almost felt like uh the way the original matrix fighting style was so over the top stylized you know it's like a dance right it's so choreographed in this like flowy way yeah um and the action in this movie was more fast paced more like a modern action movie kind of thing yeah uh and it reminds me of like and i wonder if they did that as like as a way to make the distinction you know um between like i was gonna like the two matrices almost Mm -hmm. you know like this one moves differently or something Mm -hmm. yeah 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 you know um, yeah, maybe so. But yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, if anything, yeah, I I wish there was. There's not as much memorable action, or to say, fighting sequences, in particular in this movie that that I would have expected. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it was there was a lot of action, but yeah, it was it was a bit a more action, it was yeah. a bit more generic than. Yeah, you know before. It, it what it felt like was a video game. I thought they did. That's what that was. My feeling was when I saw the saw it the first time. I thought they were doing a great job making remember making me remember what it's like to play a fun video game. Mm-hmm. Because when Neo is on the motorcycle Trinity and he's blasting, uh, you know, force Star Wars force powers basically, mm-hmm. uh, force blasting people. I pl- I played that game. When he is, uh, he's got two helicopters and one shoots a missile at him, and he's got to use his force power to make the missile shoot. Mm-hmm. I, I literally played that game. Like, like I, that's a video game sequence we played, right? Uh, and so that's what it was. I thought that was nice because it was so integrated into the story of this whole concept of like this video game that he that they created. Um, now, on the flip side. One of the things I didn't like about the the idea of this narrative, like, oh, the Matrix was the thing Tom was a video game Thomas Anderson created, not a movie he wrote mm-hmm. and directed, but a video game he created. The thing that I didn't like about that was every time they had flashbacks, they were clearly cutting to a movie. Yeah. And then and then when in, in the world, when they would show footage from the quote game mm-hmm. and it was obviously from the they go oh this is you know they show footage from the movie and they go oh this is footage from your game yeah and it's like the games don't really look like that <laughs> now some game cut sequences can be cinematic like that yeah that can be fine but it was weird to me that they didn't do anything to make it looked like a video game. Right. They just said, hey, this movie is a video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. This, film, this film footage Period. is a video like, game. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it and it was strange to me. Uh like why didn't they just say he made a movie? Yeah, yeah. Obviously the answer is because it needed to be an immersive world, right? And so a video game is an immersive right, world, right. a virtual world, that's more to what the major is about yeah virtual yeah world. but it was but yeah the ai element sort of with the um yeah whatever you call it mm-hmm. modal yeah there you go yeah. anyway yeah i thought i was like maybe this is just said like thomas anderson was a writer who wrote the matrix movies 
And then they hired him to make games off of that, and then that's when he lost his mind or something. Mm-hmm. So, small nitpick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, I, that that would have worked fine for me. I mean, you know, there is like a video game ish thing about the old movies. Like, I feel like they're kind of catching oh, yeah. on to that um, mm-hmm. aspect. But yeah, like literally, like it's yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, you don't get to control what the characters do so it's not a video game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) ergo uh so yeah um yeah that's a good point i it didn't really bother me but i think now that you mentioned it it's yeah it's bothering me (laughs) yeah it was it's one of those things where it reminds me of like the the uh, hunger games premise it's like it's like if you think about it too long on the front end, it doesn't make sense. But if you just get past yeah. it, then it'll be worth like whatever the the we get out of it. Because I think yeah. what they get out of it being the Matrix being a video game you created in the long run is a better idea. Definitely. But but in the beginning, I'm like, but it's a movie. Right. Just, why don't you just like do that? Thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think because, that they would have to like completely rewrite the movie for this, but definitely in my my small scale version of the story, like it could have been a movie and that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And that would have been mm-hmm. but I guess I guess the only hesitation I have about that is it would make it maybe a little too similar to some of those other movies I referenced, you know, that are, mm-hmm. are sort of meta movies about movies per se. You know, I think a meta movie about yeah. video games would be like a little bit more delving into new territory. And, and so I guess I like it on that originality level. Um, but I think on a functional level and, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, they were movies, so <laughs> let's be yeah. honest. I don't know. Yeah. So, so the video game thing, I think, I think they, you know, they did a good job with really, you know, emphasizing that. Uh, but I think it got boring. Some of the action got boring at the end where Neo, yeah. the height of his powers basically became force powers, Star yeah. Wars force powers, which I didn't understand because that, that's not what he did in the original movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't doing that. I wish, I wish we hadn't got, we had gotten a semblance of the old Neo back in some way. Um, there I don't even think there were any big callbacks to some of the classic stuff in the first movie. Um, I, it lo- oh, that was the other the other thing that they that they ate in a in a way with this Trinity Neo thing is uh, Hancock. Have you ever seen the movie Hancock? No, sadly. Okay, I'm gonna ruin the ending mm-hmm. for you if you don't mind. Go for it. Hancock is a is a what is it early 2000s sci fi. Big budget film with uh, starring um, Will Smith and Charlize Theron, and basically the story starts out with Hancock. He's basically like uh, he's like a character who's like has like Superman type powers, but he's like uh, a ne'er do well. Like he has no, he's not a hero. He doesn't care about saving people, whatever, right? But he can fly. He's super strong and all this stuff. So. The story ends up being this mystery. Uh, you don't really know it's a mystery, but he doesn't really know where he came from and his identity and all this stuff. Uh, so throughout the course of the movie, you kind of, because, you know, like sort of a question about, you know, where his powers come from and stuff like that uh, and his origin, you know, because uh, I think we know he's like not human or something. Or we, don't, we don't know what he's supposed to be. But anyway, you find out, sorry, long story longer, 
you find out that he's got a partner, the Charlie Theron character, and that when they're apart, uh, when they are physically apart from each other, they have they manifest these powers, these these extraordinary powers. But when they're close together, like married, because they basically have been married over several generations of lifetimes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they're together, they don't have any powers and are completely vulnerable together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're separated, they have strong powers. It's like the so anyway, Matrix. This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is Hancock, where like you yeah. got this these polar these these two poles where this energy flexes between the two, and depending on where they are with each other, that tells you how much energy you get out of this thing, you know. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, my point was that I wish that Neo had um, done a couple more cooler things as he got back to his neo witness by the by the end. But what undercuts that is the fact that it's Trinity's time, right? Like, this is her story, really. Yeah. Uh, and Neo doesn't really... It's not about his journey back to being Neo. It's, you know, it's about her journey to be the new Trinity. Yeah. Now, that being said, what I wish they would have done was made Neo her Morpheus. I wish that he... Now, to a little bit, they did that. He did help find her and get her out of the Matrix, right? He did mm-hmm. facilitated the main part of it. Um, but I wish that they had nailed that a bit more, that he, the same way that, you know, he realizes he needed a Mor- to create a Morpheus to get himself where he needed to be, that he needed to be a Morpheus for Trinity, right. you know, and then like just because it's like they did the thing, but like I just I'm like just call attention to they it. They didn't really underline it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just just go ahead and underline it. Um, yeah, you know, and like he's he's stopping bullets, but I, that's the thing. I did, yeah, he it, it became like this video game thing where he's got this one pow- one like telekinesis type power he just keeps using over and over. Uh, and like that's really it. And I've seen really, 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 really low budget action films that do that. Mm-hmm. That have done that exact same thing. You know, uh, so a missile gets shot at the person and they deflect it, and so it became like really um, lowbrow in a way, uh, considering how much highbrow stuff is in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, he said, I still know Kung Fu. I mean, was that not enough of a callback? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's fine. That's an obvious one. But, uh, Very obvious. Uh, I did appreciate the little debrief bit where he tries to fly and he just kind of half-ass jumps in the air. Yeah. Like... I, that that could go yeah. in my alternate version of the movie, yeah. and I would be really happy about that. But um, I like it. Yeah, no, that was nice. When he's like, no, not happy. yeah. Well, again, but see that, and that's why, like, I'm just like, I want to know why. Why is he not able to be at his full strength power? Because he's gonna fly later. Because he didn't have Trinity so, yet. What is that? Mean? I don't know, but I feel like that's what the movie's saying. Completely. <laughs> I completely feel like that's the answer. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why either. The movie didn't explain it, but that I think that's the answer. I don't know. I mean, wow. <laughs> you can't fly yet because he doesn't have her. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. 
Huh. <laughs> I mean, right. what more do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's all a guy. Okay. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> but yeah. So, but he had her, he had her at the end and he couldn't fly. And like, she, you know, she, you know, when they jump off the, the building together and then he falls and she flies and catches him basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. She, she got it first for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's part of that thing you were saying, like they want to make it focal focused on, Trinity's journey and therefore like she's going to have the big moment of that yeah. happening and so that inherently means that he won't have it and I don't know yeah I feel like in a way it's a consequence of just the structure of the kind of story they want to yeah. tell uh, that it is working that way but as for a, like a real why like oh boy I can't yeah. do that the for only you. thing I didn't the only thing I really hate about the Trinity flying and, and catching him thing was just the way it looked. It, she looked like she was suspended from wire. Yeah. She didn't look like she was I'm flying. sure she was. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't look, it just didn't look convincing. It looked clumsy mm -hmm. and weird. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I, I didn't mind uh, what they were trying to get out of sure. it. Sure. Uh, okay. And then they go to see the analyst at the end. Uh, and what do they, they basically threaten him and they say, Hey, well, we're going to go off and, play around in the matrix now but like why like what control do they really have like what power see that's what i'm saying about the the previous whys that that i was asking and not getting an answer to they they're all built up now mm -hmm. because now they're going to go off and have some sort of unlimited control of the matrix and i don't know why because i didn't understand their previous levels of control that they had before yeah like what is it based on yeah Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that Trinity and Neo have a bond and they have a power between them and you can put them in a machine and siphon energy from that power. Uh, uh, I get that. Okay, cool. But why does that give them control over the Matrix? <clears throat> um, yeah. That's for you. That's for you. Uh, good question. Uh, yeah. No, actually, I think it's an interesting note. Uh, I didn't actually fully take this in, but when I was reading that part um, from the architect earlier, where he's talking about the two of them, like I think he says that like no one is, no one. Are you you calling him the architect? Do you mean the analyst? Yeah, I'm sorry. I okay. <laughs> I just think of him as the new architect, but yeah. Yeah. He is the analyst, indeed. Um, I mean, he really is an architect, though. Like, the analyst thing was just a role he was playing for Neo, right? Like, anyway. Um, well, you know, when he originally said the analyst, I didn't, I forgot that he was the therapist. And when he said the analyst, I thought what he meant was, like, he analyzed the situation. He was an anal analytical program, and he analyzed the situation with Neo and came up with this whole solution. Oh. That's what I thought. Did my analyst, like the same way the architect, oh. the architect I was like, oh, the analyst, he, he, his, his, his program is an, is an analytical program and that's what gives him his skills. Okay. Okay. That's, but then I remember he was a therapist and like, oh, maybe that's just what they mean. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little both. Um, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part. This is the part where he says, and the best part is zero resistance. People stay in their pods happier than pigs and shit, right? So 
So oh, that means no one. No need so no so one. I think he's saying that people aren't leaving the Matrix. Like that that whole thing that was happening, you know, in the old yeah. days. Like the people who are out are he's just saying, the people who were already out. Yeah, he's saying that the whole reason to that they created the one to the balance the mm-hmm. equation the architect had is no need. Exactly. Yeah, I just think that's interesting. So anyway, my interpretation is that because they're back, that that thing is going to be happening again. I don't know. I assume that's what we're supposed to think. Wait, what? I Because what? Because because Neo and Trinity are back together, that whole thing of people resisting and leaving the Matrix and stuff like could happen again. I, I, I assume mm-hmm. we're supposed to think that. Well, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Did that answer your question? No, no. It, what was that supposed to answer? <laughs> Sorry, it felt relevant to what you were saying, but now I don't remember what your question was. So I guess they didn't answer it. Why they have power over the Matrix. Oh, the same reason they did before. (laughs) (laughs) Which was what? (laughs) I thought I could just say that. that. I don't know. That's great. I love that. The same reason as before. The reason hasn't changed. Next. <laughs> Next question, please. Yeah, I know. Like, what do I, what do I go? Where am I supposed to park my car? Yeah, park where you parked last <laughs> exactly. time. No, I, yeah, no, I get your point. It's like, I feel like basically because, because they're kind of retconning how Neo and Trinity function it kind of negates the stuff they told us about the one in the old story, which, which was explaining why he has the powers that he does. And, and so now there's like no explanation anymore. It just kind of followed it out. We know that from the original movies, anyone who any, any freed mind in the matrix who knows they're in the matrix can push can bend the rules a little bit right yeah uh of physics and stuff right can bend it a little bit and then the one can break them because he's got more power more whatever and he's connected to the source that that's the extra bit they tell us later Right. right um i was gonna lead to a point but my point is just that i don't understand why they have power over the movies (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's what I was trying to say. I mean, I feel like with the way they tried to recontextualize the old story, it kind of rendered those explanations, like, non-functional anymore. And so, and because they didn't explain this new thing in any, like, specific way, like, it's really just explained in this very vague, like, it's your connection mm-hmm. thing. Like, that's, I mean, that's just all we get. I I don't know. But I feel like it's a consequence of the way they wrote the story that that happened. Because why? Okay, great. Then, like, uh... I mean, they could have. They could have put Lauren to, like, like cover up the the retcon, um, but Mm. chose not to for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, we were going to nitpick some of the uh, early part 
of like why you know the analyst plan is like um the first problem with his plan is that when neo gets disconnected from the matrix uh there's nobody watching him <laughs> there's no guards there's no like yeah that was know, weird like, uh, you are gonna want to you gonna want to keep that body. In that it. was really weird, uh, given how valuable they supposedly are. Although I'm still unclear about that, honestly. Like when I read that monologue, it's not even clear to me that Neo and Trinity matter per se. It 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 really reads to me like what 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 he's saying is we just had to keep you apart. But I don't understand why they had to be there in the first place. I feel like he never specifically says that they had to be there. <laughs> You know, like that's that's no, what I'm it's stuck almost on. like what's well, it well yeah, and then it seems like there's two things that they need to be they need to be physically close to each other but not touching. So the pods have to be together, but they also need to be in the matrix wanting each other, knowing each other's around, but not together in order for this like connection thing to work. So I feel like that's the thing, like that's why the pods have to be in the same room, like they have to be close. For this whatever he's talking about to be maximized this energy output thing yeah yeah i mean i feel like that should be true but i i just it's hard for me to actually see where that's actually stated i don't know it, i do think the visuals and the story like implies that that's true but i don't know it's just interesting to me that I, like i read the words and i'm like he never actually says he never actually says specifically that we needed the two of you in there, but apart. Like he just says you couldn't be together because bad things happen. But he did say you need to be close and yearning, but like whatever. What was the yearning part? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, uh, yeah, every sim where you two bonded, let's just say bad things happened. However, as long as they manage to keep you close but not too close, I discover something incredible. Blah, 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 stuff about the architect. Um, uh, so that's it. So the close but not too close is what he discovered. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the thing that's missing to me... So, okay, so then he goes on to say, like, all you people just care about is fiction and all that matters is in your head and you believe crazy stuff and blah 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 and then he says like you wonder why you have nightmares why your brain tortures you it's us maximizing your output it works just like that you know so um uh it turns out in my matrix the worse we treat you the more we manipulate you the more energy you produce i mean it sounds to me like all that stuff is about the people in the matrix in general like not about like he's talking about all of them not neo and trinity per se you know like that uh -huh. that's the impression i have and so so that's where i go back to saying like i don't get why they even have to be in there at all it feels like they're just a liability which they clearly are because that's where the story goes. Well, but he said but he said the key to it all is you and her that's the problem that's yeah oh yeah then at the end he says the key to it all yeah but that's the thing is he he describes a system right. that doesn't need them to function. And then he says, and he "Oh, says, that was your question." At all. I'm back to your question. All right. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot he said that. The key to it all. Quietly yeah. yearning for what you don't have. Yeah, okay. 
but it, it just, but then he ends on just give the people what they want. Like it's like, it's like it, it feels like he's saying like a generic thing that they're doing to everyone is what we were doing to you also. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. The key to it all. The key to it all, he says. So I, I guess that does seem like it implies like they had to be there. If they're the key, then you can't just like not have them there. Oh, is he? Maybe he's saying. Maybe, maybe. He, oh, I'm almost on to something. Maybe he's saying. Not the key to this thing working, but that he got the idea for this system from from neon trinity like they're the key to the idea that he came up with to do this to people seeing neon trinity quietly yearning for what they don't have you know this desire and fear thing is what gave him the idea to do it to everybody else and then it worked great mm-hmm Maybe that's what they're saying. Yeah. Like, so not that you're the key in that you you power all of this thing, but that I got it from watching you or whatever. Right. Uh, right. Right. And so, so I looked at you guys and I saw desire and fear and I just gave it to everybody and else. And that worked for everybody uh, else too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 maybe that's but again, that brings me back to just take him out. Like, why are they there? <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that a simpler solution? I don't know. If it's working so great and you're getting all this and they're not doing anything in particular. Okay. Okay, so let me go. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> This speech is impenetrable. Oh my god. Yeah, I hate speeches like this. We've never found solace in speeches <laughs> like this. They, they you know what I mean? We always like anytime we're in a transcript, it, yep. it never ends well. It really does. You never, you never get what you want out of it. I know. I know. And it's like it's like I mean it's funny. It's like that thing I read from Niobe, like like what happened to Zion? I'm glad you asked that question. She doesn't really yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why? How do you get away with writing stuff like that? It didn't feel wrong when I was watching the movie. It seemed like it flowed more or less logically, but it's like, you then you yeah. look at it and it's like, what, the, what are you talking about? I don't understand. Yeah, I had to pull this up because I'm like, I'm not going to remember these details and, and maybe this will help. Like if I read the words, I'll I'll be able to process it better. Okay, okay. So it starts with, yeah, uh, extraordinary opportunity. So after he's, he was there when Neil died, he, yeah, he convinced the suits to let me rebuild the two of you. Why her getting there? Okay, so he's basically saying... There's some extra thing that happens because he's going to get to the point that neither of them are great by themselves. Right. Um, so he, he renovated them. Uh, now, he didn't know, he didn't say why he was doing it. He just did it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, just yeah. This is a given that I was going to resurrect you. Oh, okay. So here's this thing about activating your source code. Uh, that went nowhere, right? Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. It, it, I thought that was a thing they were going to get explained. 
What do you say? He's talking about the one stuff. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah, he says he says, Did you know hope and desire, hope and despair are nearly identical in code? We worked for years trying to activate your source code. I was about to give up when I realized it was never just you alone. Neither of you is of any particular value. Okay, so he's saying, I guess he's saying the key to your power will call the source code, I guess, is what he's saying. And that uh, he couldn't unlock it until he realized that uh, she was the key. Uh, so it's almost like saying... Ah, okay. So it's like saying he was he was able to you know create power or whatever yada 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 power by his connection to Trinity. So yeah, so that's the recontextualization of the original movie. Is it kind of saying they're almost saying like his power wasn't coming from the source or or like his connection to the source. Mm-hmm. It was like his love of Trinity and his connection yeah. to Trinity was what was powering. Yeah everything okay and like asses and bases you're dangerous when mixed together every sim when you two bonded let's say bad things happen okay so what's weird about this is how come this didn't happen last time you know they bonded they've been in proximity before for three movies nothing bad happened so why was once they were rebuilt is it just because of a new matrix? But you know, this is a new phenomenon now that every wait. What are you saying? It. Bad things didn't happen before. I mean, I assumed they considered the stuff that happened in the first three movies bad. Well, I guess I mean the explosions that we see um, <laughs> happen uh, when Trinity and Neo like. Are with each other in this movie. That's I guess. That's oh, okay. What I thought he was okay. I thought he was referring to that, not like you guys defeated us. Yeah, that's actually uh, what I thought he meant. But anyway, okay. No, I think he's saying explosion because that's what we see later when they're when they're when they're together. Because he's making this acids and bases comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I thought so, I, that uh, was like a very all encompassing thing. But I don't know. I mean, it's not many because there's no. But like, what sims would they be running where something bad would happen? The the Matrix. In terms, in terms of, I mean, th- this. Oh, guy you're saying here, but I thought that's what he meant. The Matrix wasn't a well. It was. I thought when he said sim, he meant more like something very specific, not like the Matrix was just another simulation that they ran. Like, you know what I mean? I thought he meant like um, almost like within the matrix they were running simulations. Yeah, because I mean, because, that probably is true. They're, jack, they're jacked into the matrix. Yeah. Right? And so they're running simulations within the matrix. Yeah. And then when they get close together, I thought he was literally saying, the, you know, what we see later with the explosions. But, um, but I get you. Okay, let's see. Well, yeah, okay, so I, I think he's saying both things because he does say it was never just you, although neither of you is any particular. Like to me, that it seems like he's implying there that you know all that stuff that happened depended on your bond to Trinity. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that's what that meant. I mean, I do think he's also saying that he was experimenting 
and doing Sims. And when they had Sims where they were together, bad things happened. I do think that's right. Yeah. And then, so as long as I managed to keep you close, but not too close to discover something credible. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't want to just reread the thing you just read, but... Um, Yeah, this speech is a little weird to me. It's really all over the place. There's like 15 different points being made. Yeah. Um, because I thought there there was an interesting point when they when they were saying uh, you don't give all you care about is fiction. They're the the only world that matters is the one in here. You believe the craziest shit. Um, I thought that would be an interesting point to make about why he believed in the. That the matrix is even fake to begin with you know mm -hmm. um oh yeah but um um you know in order to control him they just told a crazy story to him uh yeah this this speech is all over the place it's hard to get out of it uh some of the details but i yeah i i, I guess there's i guess i guess it's both things they have to physically be close but not too close. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, 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 it's frustrating, like, this sentence. I discovered something incredible. He doesn't, like, I want him to complete that thought. What? What? Because I feel like he never quite says it. Yeah. I feel like that's the sentence that should end with, you know, when the two of you were close, but not too close, like you provided some outrageous power output or you enabled the matrix to extract more power. So, you know, whatever they want to say, you know, like they harness some aspect of their bond without like the negative consequences. I mean, I feel like that's what they want us to think, but yeah, it's just never actually stated here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Hail Mary and sum up these two paragraphs and see if I can come up with a cohesive thought. Okay. Cause I think it's almost out of it's almost like a chronological issue here. I almost want to say he kept them close but not too close. And what he discovered, the incredible thing he discovered was uh that when they were quietly yearning for each other while dreadly dreading losing what they had. Um now I'm already lost. <laughs> Wait. Then what happened? Then uh oh, then we had this this energy output. And and so you know, desire and fear, okay. Now we go back up to the top and he goes, see the regional matrix was about facts and equations um but fiction is all that matters therefore uh in order to do this desire and fear thing i pumped this world full of fiction like the nightmares and making your brain torturing you and that is what maximizes the output um so that seems pretty straightforward to me man 
don't ask me to repeat what I Wait, said. Wait, okay. <laughs> I don't think I quite got it, but okay. You explained it, I guess. I, I, so I almost want to say this whole thing about the power is separate. Like the, the physical power is separate from this um, desire and fear mechanic that makes humans output more energy. I feel like they're two separate things. And so when he says, I kept you close, but not too close. Let's see, now I want to put the power thing back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he talks about the power, right? Productivity records, zero resistance, the key to it all. Well, there's electricity. There's electricity power, but then there's the, the metaphysical power, right? That's what I'm talking about. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think I know what you mean. Who's, who's so, metaphysical power? What? Why metaphysical power? <laughs> like, what's going on? I meant, I meant the the power that we see, like when when uh, like when when they're in the matrix and are like blowing stuff up and using matrix power and like flying around. Oh, Trinity. When Trinity and Neo, you know, about to touch each other and the big... But he's not talking out. about that, is he? Well, that, see, that's my point, is I thought... Okay, because he was saying, I was trying to get at your source code, right? I was trying to unlock whatever the key to your power is, right? Uh, to me, that's the metaphysical power, not the your, like, electricity being converted from your body power. Um, okay. But they, they, he is talking about both things at a certain point. Okay. So I thought he was basically saying, you know, there was a power of the one that they attributed to Neo being the one and the connection to the source. And now we're going to, now we're realizing the new story is no, that actually wasn't it. The power came from this like polarity between uh, Trinity and Neo. Yeah. It is a power, it is a power though. And so that's one idea, right? Now there's a second idea of if you put Neo and Trinity close together in the pods, you can maybe mine that power, that metaphysical power can be like mined into electricity power. Then there's a third part of the idea that is um, uh, just human beings in the matrix, having nightmares <laughs> and their brains torturing them and living a normal life uh, makes them output energy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And there's a fourth part of the idea that combines the previous ideas, which is that if you have the people in the matrix outputting a lot of energy because they're being tortured and you have Neo and Trinity hooked up to the matrix and you're like mining their metaphysical power Somehow you get all the power you could ever want. So I don't know which is the version they're telling us is we're supposed to be thinking of here. Um, but that's the landscape as I see it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's, I mean, how, how can I argue? It's, yeah. That's, well, what do you, so which of those is the way you're seeing it? Oh, I'm sorry. You gave choices? 
<laughs> I thought I thought that that was all one. Was pair. that a, was that enumerated list? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, wait, what are the choices? There was like four permutations of the idea. Oh my god! Wow. Okay, I thought I was paying attention. Okay, all right. Just here, let me focus, and I'll try to catch it this time. Okay, what are the four possibilities? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, let's see if I can remember them. But I was basically saying, like, this idea of the one and this, this, the power that comes that Neo has in order to to transform the Matrix into what he wants. Yeah, right? yeah, It's yeah. like this metaphysical power. Right. It's separate from electricity power that they're using that the yeah. machines get from human beings to power their world. Right, right, right. right. Uh, okay, so so the first concept is that that. The power wasn't coming. What that Neo had wasn't because he was quote the one or had connection to the source or whatever necessarily. It was it was really this 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 duality polarity between Trinity and Neo that gives mm -hmm. one of them or both of them now the ability to, to transform the Matrix into what they want. Yeah. Right. Now there's this. Okay, so that's kind of one nugget of an idea. Okay. The next the next part is. The analyst says, "Hey, that that source code, like this this special thing, this incredible power that he has, maybe I can mine that and actually convert that into electricity for my productivity mm -hmm. methods, right? So that's like the second version. That that that's why he wants Neo and Trinity physically close together mm -hmm. is because it generates this power metaphysical source. It opens the door to the source code, which is the for the power." Mm -hmm. saying. Okay. Uh, and there's a door right there to walk through. Uh, <laughs> and all I want is, is beyond. I think that's the lyric we love so much. Uh, <laughs> okay. The next version, uh, the next iteration is that, okay, then you have separately, you have human beings in the world who are connected to the matrix, who are being, who are being given nightmares and being tortured. And that creates a lot of energy output, right? Yeah. For the electricity. Yeah. Not metaphysical power, but electricity power. Yeah. And then the fourth version combines all those and says that if you have the people in the matrix generating all the power and Neo and Trinity in the machines next to each other, then now you have this, this multiplying effect on the power output. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was that's the okay. landscape again. I got it. I remember. Got it. Got it. Okay, so I think the first one is very likely correct. Uh, the second one, I'm not sure about. The third one is literally stated, so I think that's absolutely correct. And the fourth one should be true, but they don't say it. <laughs> what was the third one? The third one was. Um. Uh, oh. Human beings. Yeah, the thing yes. the, the ah, thing yeah, about yeah, the power yeah. coming from the nightmares yeah. and the yeah. and the manipulation and the torturing and all that. Um, yeah. I mean that's stated directly, so I feel like that's definitely true. Um, the first thing feels like it's implied, but they it's not quite said. So I, I'm pretty sure about that one. Um, and the, yeah, the fourth one is like the synthesis that I think should work, but since they don't say it, like. Mm -hmm. it's hard to be sure if that's really what they had in mind um i do think like saying the key to it all 
after talking about the energy coming from, yeah. you know, it seems like it's implying that they're, you know, that, that, that four, you know, is on the right track, but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. After that first movie where, you know, I mean, say what you will about the laws of thermodynamics or, or whatever, but like, it's pretty clear what's going on and why, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like they communicated the essential elements of the story and, and why they work the way they do. And, you know, you, you know, you don't have to believe it, but you, you, you at least know what you're supposed to believe. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting that this is written in this way where it's, I'm not yeah. even a hundred percent sure what I'm supposed to believe. It's yeah. It's also weird because it's, 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 um, altering what we think about like you're saying a very concrete explanation from the previous movies it seems like yeah. after six iterations of the matrix the architect in them it wouldn't have been a surprise that the worse humans are treated the more energy we produce i you know and i, I guess i wish like we i wish they said there was some big reason why this new dynamic is happening like uh like i said uh you know uh, we lost millions of people to the awakening after the one defeated us or mm -hmm. we peace or whatever or we let people choose and so now our systems are different you know um uh yeah i just wish it was I wish the they didn't have to change the how the concept of how they're getting energy from people works because I feel like they're adding this thing of like the worse we treat you the more energy you produce but yet you, but we've always been treated badly so why is this new like that's what I don't understand is like why is this a new thing yeah, I, I agree. I do think that idea was already there in the original. Yeah, yeah it feels like a, an attempt to retcon, but then they just kind of circle back to something similar, but more vague. Yeah. Uh, it's now, strange. One line that they could have thrown in here that would have maybe made me forget it is if they would have said something like, or at least maybe just get the point and leave the details alone. It's just like, Turns out in the Matrix, the worse we treat you, the more we manipulate you, the more energy you produce. Why do you think things are always getting worse? Mm, right? Mm -hmm. we, we always have this feeling that the world is always getting right, worse. Right, right, right. Right. So a line like that might have made me go, oh, okay, I see what they're saying. Right. They're just going to increasingly make things horrible over time to get us to make more energy, and they've always been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the other part of the speech that like is a bit fuzzy to me is this stuff about the architect, you know, where he says like, yeah. he loved facts and equations. He hated the human mind. So he never bothered to realize that you don't give a shit about facts. Like that just does, that's a non sequitur. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether the people that you're manipulating care about facts, right? I mean, you have to care about facts yeah. too, right? To like make this place. Like, I don't, like that, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like what he's trying to yeah, say there. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 it's, it's, like he, it's like he's saying because the architect wanted to use facts that it was a problem because this, his subjects didn't want to use. Facts. Yeah. Those two things don't mean anything to each other. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, and it's not like he, it's not like the architect was trying to control people with facts. Now, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's not what the Matrix was about. The whole point was that it was a lie. Like, I don't understand. The whole point it was, the whole point it was, it was about the fiction. Yeah, like, that's the whole, like, don't you remember what the movie was like? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah. Very strange to frame it that way. The movie. I don't think the analysts saw the movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like, why didn't you watch it? Like, you might have understood what the point was a little better. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're trying to reframe it and they're trying to give a rationale for why this is different. I, but yeah, I, I I think this is it's boarding on floppy here because there's this 15 different thoughts in this one sentence. Yeah, it's like it's like. Yeah, didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't bother realizing he didn't give a shit about facts. It's all about fiction. Okay, so now we went from facts to fiction. Okay, let's let's keep talking track of the subjects here. The only world that matters is the one in here. Okay, now we're back to okay, mm-hmm. now we're about to buy. You people believe the craziest shit. Okay, what about what makes your fictions real? Feelings. Okay, so now we're talking about feelings. We're yeah. on topic four. <laughs> Allow me here. Right. Here's uh, one of my handlers. Okay, now we're on this fifth topic about handlers. They're everywhere. Such a pain, cloning agents over a copper top. Okay, now we're talking about cloning agents. We're six levels deep, right? <laughs> and we started. We started with the architect. We started with yeah. the architect caring about facts, right. that. And then, and then, far more effective to saturated population. Bonus, form bonus, fun. So we it, we start with we start with first of all what we start with is as long as I manage to keep you close, but I'm too close, I just yeah. something you can Yeah. Okay? But let's not let's pretend we didn't start there and start a little closer. Now my predecessor loved precision. So we started with him talking about the architect, yeah. and he ended with describing swarm Swarm mode is sick fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, huh? <laughs> and now yeah. we're gonna switch topics and go back to the feelings thing and talk about the nightmares and uh is why your brain tortures you is actually us maximizing your output. And I, I don't like little things like that where it's like, why can't brains just be brains? Like brains are complex. <laughs> brains can't have guilt. We can't have guilt. No. Brains in the matrix. Everything our, our brain does, they do to us. It's a whole like, Yeah, apparently. Like, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I have to say, you know, this is giving me a thought. So like, I don't know if any of you heard um, our Twin Peaks like season three podcasts um but like i did at the (laughs) i did too uh but at the end of um or at the beginning of uh i think it was i think it was episode part 17 or something it doesn't really matter but it's towards the end like there's this gordon cole monologue right where he gives Uh uh oh uh oh <laughs> where he gives like all this exposition right that's like giving context like it's it's retconning stuff from the original series oh man and it's like giving us context to understand like what we're about to watch you know at the at the end of the uh season right and like we poured over that thing right and like i was left thinking like this is the most like uh, like opaque piece of writing like i don't know what is going on? The thoughts are flowing from one thing to another. There's no complete like idea it, here. It's, it's the same thing here. Yeah, it's it, it it is it's some sort of writing technique where it's the character has to have a big speech. There's a lot to explain, but you don't have any real answers, and so they just go from thing to thing to thing real fast. 
they make a mess of like everything in their path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought like, done that too. I, I thought that was just a David Lynch problem, you know, like, oh, like when when he goes for exposition, like it's just incoherent mm-hmm. nonsense. But it's like this mm-hmm. is about as impenetrable as that speech was. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I guess other people do this too. No, you're right. There's definitely stuff like that on loss as well, a hundred percent. But yeah, like it's just making me sort of appreciate that that wasn't necessarily like uniquely uh, uh, ridiculous in Twin Peaks. Like this does happen mm-hmm. where people just make these mm-hmm. speeches or it's like, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you start with like, as lo- you know, I discovered something incredible. And then it's like, wait, <laughs> what happened? You never yeah, said yeah, what yeah. it was. Like, said, I'm yeah. not even sure got, what the thing was. They got six topics deep in one, like one exchange after that. And then went to like five more levels and then came back to Desire for your baby, just give the people what they want, right? And it's like, huh? And then it, you feel like you went somewhere, yeah. But you forgot where you started, yeah. And you forgot that along the way, there's all these unanswered questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just like this thing, like the key to it all, you and her. And it's like, what? Like it just feels like it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like you know, it's like it's like, and this, yeah. and then this thing with two Coopers. Like you know, it's like what? like how is that related like do explain like what are you talking about like i get some threads in here right so like i get the thread about feelings right so there's this thing about (laughs) like (laughs) there's this thing about like validate the fiction and fiction is what controls our mind yeah exactly and so they manipulate the feelings and that's how they get the power (laughs) like i i kind of follow that thread but like that's only it's only one piece here and it doesn't connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what does yeah. that have to do with Neo and Trinity? Like they have those things. Okay. Yes. But like, and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, I, I want the next part, you know, like I, I and also, also he, he's also skipping. He's also skipping the other side of the feelings, right? Cause he says desire and fear. But he says, you ever wonder why you have nightmares, why your brain tortures you? Why not dreams as well? Like the duality of having our highest aspirations, you know, and then maybe not getting them, right? Mm-hmm. Generates power or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. Right. So it should be, it should be both things, not just like the word. I feel like that was the thing that got extra reductionist of just like, we'll just be villains and be evil and you'll create more power. Yeah. Right. Versus being nuanced and saying, the more interesting the story we tell, the more power, right? right. Which means really high highs and really low lows. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, and not just the low lows and, and that's all the world is because that's not all the world is. Right, yeah. From our own experience, you know? And I think that's the other thing too, like the original Matrix, when you were watching it, you know, obviously when it, when it came out, the time period when it came out, but like, I feel like you think it made you think a lot about your actual connection to reality, right? And, and technology and all that stuff as you're watching the movie. Um, and I felt like this movie didn't really have that. Like there wasn't, it didn't make me feel like, oh, maybe I'm living in the matrix, you know? Like mm-hmm. uh, it, this is, it felt a lot more removed and like 
less less like tangible in a way yeah 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 i agree i agree yeah it, it <clears throat> yeah it definitely seemed like in the original they were trying to you know make you question your reality and mm. yeah i feel like the way this is constructed it's like that's yeah that's just not that's not gonna happen yeah and so you know the thing i'll say about how the movie ends is um i'm totally fine with like a, a matrix franchise every three years we get we get uh like flying in somewhere you know the matrix uh, resuscitated uh, the matrix uh uh it has to be an r word the matrix uh reno i don't know the, the matrix uh what's, what's the fifth matrix movie called um uh renaissance i don't know they go back mm-hmm. to the <laughs> sure why not why not the period drama, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves those these days. Come on. Oh, imagine imagine the modern martial arts, but in the period costuming. Oh, I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. We already love it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm on board. Um, I thought the, the, the way the movie was so meta, like just like it, it just like adaptation in a way where it just it did a great job at the meta thing where it didn't make me hate the meta part. Mm -hmm. And because it's been 20 years since the original movies, like I'm not like married to like uh, more story is going to ruin them or anything like that. Right. Um, And so, yeah, if Lana wants to like set up her, her favorite characters to just like have fun romps around the digital domain, you know, and just like, I mean, you, we know from the Animatrix and all that stuff that it's a crazy world out there, right? So there's you know all kinds of stories they can mine, uh, and the, you know we're living in the uh, the era of the, the mega franchise. So you know they're telling Lord of the Rings stories, they're telling uh, you know Game of Thrones is is still going with more stories. Like I could see you know Star Wars obviously has like twenty things on at once. Yeah, uh, so I do wonder if there's some sort of goal of like a, a, a Matrix meta franchise, you know, uh, you, you know, you get your, your Matrix TV show about like a, you know, it could be a cop show, it could be a lawyer show, it could be a crime <laughs> show, it could be every show. Hey, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and it's about a group of people who crash on a mysterious <laughs> island. And they wonder if reality is in the teams or if they're in the Matrix. You know, it's like, the guys, Matrix show. guys, where are we? We're in the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. Wouldn't that be? I mean, that the, 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 the teaser writes itself. Like the kid, right? Where are we? The Matrix. <laughs> come on. You're, we're watching that in podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's hard to resist. Yeah. Um, uh, I have to. I have to ask you. Uh, have you have you seen Keanu Reeves in like other stuff, like since The Matrix, like in in more recent years? Let me pull up his filmography. Like, have you seen like the John Wick movies? Or I I don't know exactly everything. Uh, I think he's it's, done, I think but... it's uh, uh, Juan Candle. Is that who you're talking about? 
that yeah well that was the original um <laughs> the latin america version yeah one <laughs> uh... <laughs> um what was the question <laughs> yeah i wonder who the chilean keanu reeves is <laughs> Yeah, right? Me too. Um, I, I, I saw the first John Wick. I haven't seen the other ones. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, no, uh, something that was just striking, and you know, I think this is just normal stuff, but it just struck me, um, you know, because I watched the first movie and, and then I watched this like straight away, um, is like how much his voice has changed. Mm. Like his voice is like it's deeper and kind of huskier. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's it's very noticeably different from what I thought of as like the classic Keanu Reeves voice that I was used to from yeah, you know, basically yeah. from Bill and Ted through through all the Matrix movies. Like he pretty much sounded like that. Yep. I was just wondering, like, at what point did he start sounding like this? Because it was just very like jarring to me I, I had to get used to like oh is that that's actually how he sounds now wow uh good question uh hey google when did keanu reeves's voice change <laughs> sorry i can't answer that let me see well there's a youtube video of his voice changing over time uh, oh, they made starts, a YouTube video. It starts from Point Break and goes to the Devil's Advocate. To yeah, it goes to the whole thing. Wow! So we could actually. Wow. I guess we should do a podcast on it because there's some <laughs> data here to talk about. Uh, and it goes all the way up to John Wick too. It looks like. Um, okay. So wow! Uh, wow! It's a whole thing people are talking about. Okay. Wow, there's a whole, whole Reddit about it. Okay, so it's not just me. Oh look, President <laughs> Biden just addressed it. He just had a presidential address about it. That one I made Yikes. up. That was called Two Truths and a Lie, folks. Okay, okay. Um, I have seen a, a lot of the stuff he's done uh, over the years, but I've only... Uh, so you know, I don't think I've seen him since then. I guess it was my point. Like, uh, okay. I don't think I've seen anything he's done since the Matrix movies. So it was like, yeah, it was just weird for me. I love this game. Coming back, like Carrie and Moss, like sounded the same more or less, at least to me. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, like Keanu Reeves, like it was. It was just. It was like I could still hear it, but it was just. It was a lot deeper, and I. I, I think that's just normal. Like people's voices change over the years. Like. Yeah. it happens if you watch some actor that you're used to like having a super gruff voice and they're like 60 and you watch them when they're 20 like they probably don't sound like that mm -hmm. you know that's like that's normal but anyway it was just it really yeah it really stood out to me um another thing like i kind of noticed about um about like carrie ann moss is like she definitely has like uh what the kids might call a uh, strong Elizabeth Mitchell energy. <laughs> <laughs> like there's really a Juliet quality to that character. Yeah. Uh, I have to say. Um, and I feel like she kind of looks like Juliet. She kind of sounds like Juliet. I don't know. I really didn't notice it before, but yeah, watching see. it this time, I was like, Oh my God. Wow. Like I could actually see, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Mitchell playing that character, like it, it 
would work. And I could also see Carrie Ann Moss playing Juliet. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was That's a good, yeah, observation. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something there. Um uh, they're, 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 they both had the one quarter pucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think anyone else had the one quarter pucker. I was I was really shocked. Wow. Uh I was gonna say I love a scanner darkly. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a big, big, big fan of that movie. And one of the things I love. I should about, watch it again. I watched it a long time ago. Uh, I don't remember it that well. One of the things I loved about Matrix Four was Keanu Reeves' acting. I thought he did a great job, especially those early scenes when he's Thomas Anderson. Mm -hmm. I thought he did a really, 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 really great job. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really, really good. Uh, and he reminded me a lot of what he did, did in uh, A Scanner Darkly, uh, mm -hmm. which I liked a lot as well. Um, yeah. And so that's another thing I liked about the movie was was they gave Neo... I like that there were repercut... There was, like, this sort of price he paid for his sacrifice, right? So even though mm -hmm. he didn't... He didn't well, he died, but I guess they brought him back or whatever, but um, resurrected. But in a way, he's been living in this like flash yeah. sideways purgatory type world. Yeah, for he's been in prison and, and uh, time. Uh, but but not like, not like living it up, but like actually having a really hard time with things. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, sort of paying the price for that, I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, but I agree with what you said before about overall, like, not a lot of interesting new characters. I did like Bugs. Uh, I like that actress. I, I've seen mm -hmm. her in a couple other things. So when she showed up, I was like, oh, you're good. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think she was probably the best of the new ones. But I did have, like, a little bit of a, sorry to say, Picard vibe <laughs> with these people. Or just like... Yeah weird new people and like there's not time i don't know it's weird because like a part of it maybe is just nostalgia like because there there isn't actually a lot of time spent with the crew in the original either so mm -hmm. it's not like they're like super developed or anything um but uh but yeah just i don't know uh, a lot of them just sort of felt like placeholder characters like mm -hmm. just kind of there to like make the, the thing function yeah um they feel like characters yeah. like if i read the comic they'd be really interesting like I, they felt like there was a lot yeah. of attention to detail with them that we didn't get to see and you know we yeah. got a bit of that with the other the, the the some of the matrix characters in the originals too like uh, switch and apoc uh yeah you could tell there was more to 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 deal with with those characters than the, they had time for yeah 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 yeah, and there were de yeah there were definitely some good moments with the crew and stuff uh, in the original and yeah. yeah I feel like in a way they didn't have time for that or there was there was a, just there was yep. more to get to in a way than yep. the original movie so there was like less downtime you know less less of a time to go to sleep if you will mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah I didn't sleep through this one no time. <laughs> 
Gotta, gotta get to those things. Yeah, it's, it covers a lot of territory. And so, yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it really wasn't bad. It wasn't even nearly as bad as Picard, clearly. Uh, it was just, yeah, there was just this feeling of like these weird people and they're just kind of hanging around and mm-hmm. with our old characters, you know? Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> But in a way, it's inevitable with the way the story is written. Like they're gonna have, they're gonna have to have some characters like that. Like if they really went all the way and did twenty years later and brought back everybody, you know, mm-hmm. that would have been a different movie. Yeah, completely. I, you know, one of the things I, I kind of wish, you know. Uh, but you know this movie wasn't a, is is it about is about what it's about right but what i wish it was about was mm-hmm. a second chance at like you know saving humanity uh, is that a thing we still want to do because nobody was talking about it uh, yeah they weren't really concerned with that interestingly yeah so i'm i'm curious if if like if there's another movie are we like okay how do we get the people out of the matrix how do we make the matrix better what you know what you know, because I, I really like the world, you know, in general. So there's there's a lot of story there. So I'm curious, you know, where they would go to next. You've got Neo and Trinity. I guess they can do whatever they want in the Matrix. You've still got the analyst around, right? Uh, and what happened to Smith? Did he die? I forgot now. Uh, and this? What did you say? In this? Yeah. Uh, he's still there, right? He didn't die, did he? I thought he was just hanging out. I didn't think he died. Oh, no, wait. He's he out at the end, right? He's just hanging out? Yeah. I thought he was just there. Wait, he's just at the end. Okay, yeah, he shows up. He blows away the analyst, which doesn't do much, but okay. <laughs> Here, our unexpected alliance ends. Uh, anyone could have been you. I've always, I've always been you. What? Oh, I didn't understand this. I didn't understand this. This is why I didn't know what happened to him because he morphs into another person and they don't talk about him anymore. Did you catch yeah. that? Uh, he morphs into another person. Yeah. Oh. Right, I vaguely remember that. Because they're making there's some weird joke here, where he's like, "Anyone could have been you, but I've always been me." And then he turns into somebody else, and I get that okay. somehow that's ironic, but I don't know why he turned into somebody else. Whereas I, I've always been anyone. Oh, is that what he said? I've always been anyone. That's that's what the transcript says. I'm just looking. What is it? okay? Does it say like why he turned into another person? No. Because <laughs> he says what just happened, so it's not like he did. He try to turn into the guy on purpose. I would assume. But then he. But then when he does, he says what just happened. <laughs> Anyone could have been. I, I guess. I guess. Like he's going back into hiding like he was before. 
Oh, oh, this is this is uh, okay, okay, okay. This is this guy saying what happened. Okay, okay. Not yeah, good. I thought. Okay, got it, got it. Yikes! So he just goes away. He just slinks away yeah. like a little snake, like a rat. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's still around. Just not. So yeah, like he'll just show up. He'll just show up in movies. You know, he'll be anybody, yep. and that'll he be, be anyone. He'll be his gimmick. He's a dead sex smith and a, and he'll show up and like help somebody out. Maybe this time he will. Maybe this time he won't. He'll be like you. He'll be yeah. like trickster. A lot like you. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, um, like I said, uh, overall, um, I, it, I I have a lot of thoughts about this movie, but I don't know how to summarize it because it's such a weird. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel. I feel like you know, there's certain things we experience in life that that I think you put in one one or two buckets. You know, the buckets being. Uh, proof that we live in a simulation, you know, and this proof we live in a simulation. Uh, and I feel like the existence of this movie goes in the first bucket of proof we live in a simulation because it's absolutely bonkers this movie exists. It's absolutely bonkers what it is and what it's about. Come on, dude. Like, seriously? Like, see, like you know what I mean? Like, isn't, isn't this kind of ridiculous? It's the same ridiculous, like, Twin Peaks season three, 25 years later to the day. Like, really? Yeah. Is that what we're going to do here? Uh, okay. You know, I feel like sometimes the simulation is too obvious, you know, because we don't believe it. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, what, what can we get away with? And I feel like, yeah, it's crazy. Lana's like, I miss my friends. I'm going to write a Matrix movie. Um, and this is what we get. And it's, and it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, I definitely uh, didn't expect it. It didn't seem, I mean, it just didn't seem likely um, given, given what, what happened before, but um, yeah, I mean, I think for, you know, this kind of thing um, it's, you know, it definitely, it could have been a lot worse or done stuff that was a lot less interesting um, you know, it's not fully successful, but there, there are definitely parts of it that are, that are pretty interesting and, and, um, and I will fully support the first like 20, 30 minutes. I, I really enjoyed all that, all that like weird, like meta commentary stuff. I thought that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And, and like, after just watching the first movie, like it was the perfect time to see that stuff. Cause I fully understood what they were going yeah. for. Yeah. You know, uh, like if I hadn't seen it for 20 years, I, some of that stuff would have gone over my head. I think if you like that, you should go watch Terminator one and two and then watch Terminator Genesis. Okay. I feel like it's a very yeah. similar it's a very similar thing. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. That there was anything like that in the Terminator world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
that's why I had no interest. I just figured they were still like, you know, robots shooting each other. I don't know. I, oh, I, robots I, shoot each other. Okay. We want to have fun. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, we got to watch a movie. Okay, but they do some kind of variation on that. Yeah, I probably would enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, I, the, I, I, I do like those the, old Terminator ones. Because of some good. time travel shenanigans, in Genesis, they revisit some scenes from the originals in a very compelling uh, way. And okay. if, you, if, you, if, you, if you familiarize yourself with the originals, which the first two movies are great, uh and then yeah when you watch genesis and, yeah. they, and they come back to those things it's really really enjoyable so the wow. same way when you're like oh here's trinity's fight and this is how it went yeah it's a little different here and i remember how it went here you know like that kind mm -hmm. of thing like yeah it's a very similar dynamic yeah, and, and yeah, genesis yeah. Is, it's not far off in a in, uh god and the way this movie is laid out genesis is not far off from being like I see what you guys did here. You didn't need to do this, but I see what you did. Uh, it's it's enjoyable. It doesn't ruin it doesn't ruin what came before. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a good uh, one to check out for this kind of like how do you do a sequel in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Anything else? Uh, I don't think we had much to say about this movie. Um, <laughs> No, no. This is very, very little talking. I don't, mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the time, but I didn't have much to say, and you had even less. So I don't know <laughs> what we're doing here. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks everybody for thanks for listening. listening to the Matrix. Resurrection. Matrix cast and Matrix Resurrections in theaters now. Look at this. Look at us covering a new thing, yeah. like right when it's out. When this it's was out. released like a mere week plus some days ago. Yeah. I mean, can you believe it? You I can't. More than that. <laughs> well, let us know what you thought about uh, Matrix Ooh. Resurrections. Ooh. Do tell. Do tell. Juicy gossip. Leave your juicy gossip below. <laughs> um, juicy gossip or your thoughts about the film. And maybe they're the same. They or both. Exactly. It's better if it's both. It's better if it's both is, is some of the gossip we just got messages. Uh, okay. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. All right. Bye, everybody.